Do not open this door. I had to say it anyway because it doesn't make sense in the movie. And then I got on top and I spit into his mouth. Well, it doesn't ruin my story. It just it just makes it a conversation rather than a story. Perhaps a little drunk <laughs> no. from from the day's festivities. I would love to meet the woman who likes it. Oh, I freaking thought the moon landing. I, I love the moon landing from the standpoint of I believe in the moon landing. I, don't, I forget whose idea this was, but we're talking about... It wasn't a good one. It was a great one. It's movies. It's The year was 1984. Jazz was in the air. Oh, it's off. Um, Age was in the air. Oh, yeah. By the way, speaking of... I, that actually, I forgot to say. I was going to plow ahead like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, we're here with Evan uh, Monroe Faulkner again mm-hmm. and his fucking tasty appetizers. Talk yes. about those appetizers. Actually, Tom, talk about those appetizers because you were the it recipient. Sounds, you make it sound very sexual, sir. And, and not to say that it wasn't in some mm-hmm. cases. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Evan is a curator of fine, this is what happened at this time period, like videos. So mm-hmm. uh, he's made the, it, it, honestly, one of the best uses of YouTube. Yeah. Kind of that I know of. He like puts personally. together these these great little uh, Video slices montages. of advertisements of the age, movie trailers. Mm-hmm. I even love the way it starts with what looks like the old, the old VCR, VCR loading, loading thing, with the blue yeah. screen. Yeah. I love it, man. Evan, yeah, you well are. Yeah, it's well done, sir. Yeah, I think we're very impressed by that. You oh, are something you. else, man. If, that, if you could make money doing that, God bless you. You tell show. me about it. I mean, I was I started making them to show before the movies uh, when I was screening them at Bitwise, and unfortunately, yeah. Bitwise collapsed. But uh, but that was your just to explain to people that was your downtown. Once a month, you'd show a movie downtown, yeah, yeah. but you'd, you'd give a little uh, little talk, a little Q and A, mystery trivia. science theater kind of a situation. But also these appetizers, I presume. I didn't go to enough of them, frankly, and I apologize for that. Well, it, it started uh, after they shut down for a long time during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then a little over a year ago, they finally lifted their restrictions. And they were like... Uh, a year ago? Wow. Well, here's the thing, is that they were, you know, they were basically just a big pyramid scheme. But we <laughs> we later found out, but what, they Bidwise? were doing... Bidwise was? Yeah, but they oh, were doing no, the whole... Uh, they were doing the whole... Like overdoing it with the uh, precautions and yeah, you know everything else, and so uh, they hit me up, and I decided to, it used to be called Downtown Movie Classics, okay, and then I decided to rebrand and call it Neon Film Club. Did that help? It did because it brought in more of a neon fans, the, ge- the, the Gen Z movie buffs. Yeah. And oh, they okay. all right, all right. because I decided, well, I'll just stick to movies from the seventies and eighties. Good call. And so I showed like Michael Mann's Thief and um Thief's a good one. Top Seek Oh yeah. Thief blue a lot of them like hit me up on Letterbox and they were these kids and they're like, We had we had no idea. Like they just know a lot of them just know the, the same eighties well, movies. The, the same five movies. They're gonna know the ironic sort of pop culture reference. Or they just they just they've only seen Back to the Future and Goonies like a million times. Tom right? and I are, are and we're Lud- mad because we don't have hoverboards on again. Tom and I are Luddites. Like I t- describe Letterbox to us. It is a social media app that's been around for a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, Martin Scorsese. Like MySpace? I've, it might go the way of MySpace. Um, <laughs> it's just an app, and it's you go on there. You, you're supposed to rate and review a film as you see it. So I made the mistake. You mean I'm, in real time? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you follow friends, and they follow you. And you can see it shows you what they've been watching. And sometimes you'll see five friends with the same, like they saw the same movie together. But are you are you noticing? Oh, someone weighed in right about the time I was going to weigh in. Like, is it like is there a timeline of weigh-ins? Um, 
Well, you have Blaine's to. Brothers. God, God damn it. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. Homie, don't play that. Oh, my God. Uh, All right. Sorry. Keenan, and your Keenan Ivory Tower. You know? Oh, not <laughs> bad. Yeah, you're very, very Keenan joke. Keenan win. Yeah. All right, spill you over. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Take that horse. <laughs> oh man, no, it's it's just a cool. It took me a while to get the hang of it because it's the layout is so different from Instagram and Twitter. And yeah. then it was. Uh, it sounds like almost like the best nonsensical use of an internet, like an app, really. Hmm. It's not as toxic and annoying as the yeah, other. Yeah, okay. Apps. I mean, it's, like I said, it's kind of the better version. Yeah, of yeah. yeah, it's social media for movie buffs, and so um, and you add movies to your watch list. Like, I'm finally, I finally am, am in the middle of watching Clute right now, which I know you guys did an episode with Love the Carmen Clute. back in the day. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. I'm only halfway through. But it's one of those movies where it's like, okay, I'm late to the party, but better late than never. And great haircut, great bodysuit on that uh, Jane Fonda. Oof, she was just man. about the time she was selling our boys, our troops so, down the river. Take that, mm-hmm. Hanoi Ho Chi Minh, yeah, trail. Um, mm-hmm. and then married mm-hmm. Ted Turner, yeah. I heard <laughs> some rumors about some that. Twists, by the way, it? well, that Ted liked a little uh, pegging action. Maybe. Oh, okay. I know her Barbarella she did. It's like, like rich and powerful men who like to be abused, actually. That's not... That's that's kind of old hat, I think. I guess. Yeah. You're, you're not In gonna, my head, I think they yeah. all do that. Like, pee on me. I've been bad. Because they, they're so used I guess to dominating. You consider that abuse, but yeah, yeah. you're not you're not going to see a fast food worker uh, want a dominatrix to dominate them. You know? Well, well they won't be able to afford it. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, true. now they can. Now that they've ruined minimum wage. That's right. The oh. whole economy by making a living <laughs> by eating themselves. Yeah. Triple up, damn you. Anyway, uh, so we're talking about. Movies from 1984 Correct. on this no. episode. Great, great year for movies. I got to say, I'd be shocked at how good a year that was. I was surprised myself once I did the, the little head scratching about it. It sure as hell was a better year for movies than 83. 83 I mean, has some ones I really like. Now, if you're inviting a little talk about that, I'm going to talk about Beyond the Limit with Richard Gere and uh, Michael Caine. Uh, we're talking about, it wasn't that Nighthawks? Nighthawks is Love 81. Damn it! Blue still, Thunder yeah. from 83. That's a good one. Uh, educating Rita. Uh, oh, well, yeah. But I think, another Michael Caine. You just found that Michael Caine thing. I am. I the Right that. Stuff is Michael hands down my favorite movie from 83. You know what? I, I, I recognize The Right Stuff. The Right as Stuff. A, oh, the right stuff yeah. I recognize it as a, as a... I can't argue just, against it. It just... I find it a little boring. Because you really? hate America, Jim. Well, that too. But even uh, above and beyond my hatred of, of this uh, land of ours... I, the land of freedom, buddy. It's funny. It's they translated a lot of Tom Wolfe's humor. Yeah, uh, Philip Kaufman. I mean, I've anyway. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we come to praise Caesar, not to bury him. Risky so. business, by the way. Take that. Eighty-three. Risky business uh, is a terrific film. God damn it! Yeah, what's <laughs> crazy good. is if watching Risky Business after Thief, you mm-hmm. realize how much of his style Thief is basically Risky Business is like if Michael Mann directed a teen sex comedy yeah because it has the same it has tangerine dream does a score for both movies Mm. the cinematography is a lot like thief it's like you can really i'm I'm serious that would make a good double features the risky business risky business i remember being one of the first because you sort of tagged it as a teenage sex comedy which is not unfair but i remember it sort of peeking through and like serious critics going like it is but it's also a movie that's (laughs) it's kind of smart yeah 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 I got to be honest. So this is an interesting question. It's mm. more theoretical and it's more based at, at Joe than yourself. All right. Can you have uh, like sort of a, 
a good opinion. I don't know, good isn't the right word. A neutralish opinion about movies that came up when you were like developing your boner. I think so. I don't know, man, because Risky Business, god damn. Because I, I go back I'm to I'm pretty some sure it's not as good a movie as I remember it being. It probably is not Wait, as I mean, good. You can anymore. bone somebody in a chair? That was amazing to me. <laughs> well, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> On a train, I was, still, I was so confused at where the vagina was in the first place. At that <laughs> well, point. it's but also the like... Or the back, I don't it's know. kind of an extension of what works for kids' movies because, I, you know, I, I watch uh, horrible kids' movies now with grandkids uh-huh. and it's like, yeah. the, the number one ingredient for a kids' movie is the adults turn out to be wrong and stupid and the kids are all along and in a way Risky Business is kind of an extension of that you're 18 years old you get to pull your sunglasses up and talk to a, a Princeton ad- admissions officer like hey buddy join the party and it's like you you you, you know what I mean you uh, I you get to mess well, with your women dad's bone you. <laughs> yeah, there's that you get to mess with your dad's volume control subs on his on his uh, yep. sound system it's yep. just I, I don't know it's just such a I think the movie if they didn't change the script and they had some hacky, like, the guy who directed Joysticks. If they got him to direct it, oh, mm-hmm. it would be really dumb, or it would seem to be dumb. But then, no, the dialogue's really... I think, I think Tom, you should revisit it. I have the Blu-ray. It's, it's, been, it's been, like, since, like, 1989, I think. Yeah. I've seen that. And you probably yeah, yeah, saw yeah. it on TV, right? Oh, like, it was on my VHS with uh, Last American Virgin. It looks great in high oh. def. Like, the cinematography. I, I, this is where we split from you, and I'm not even saying you're wrong. I could give less of a shit about the, the clarity of Risky Business in a new format. I mean, you don't have to restore Risky Business to me. I, who gives a shit? Yeah. Well, it just looks. You're seeing it through a new, you know, how it's supposed to look. I mean, to be honest, mm. I'm actually kind of going the other way with like HD and things like that because because now now if you see like a movie like or I think I watched Band of Brothers or something like uh-huh. that yeah. on like a like a really high definition television and it was a little too clear. Yeah, it looks like. And if you watch an old movie like fucking pores, what's going on? You watch a From Here to Eternity. I saw on HD and it's it, it looks like they're you know those oh. little dolls that used to that, that the kids cut out of little books Still and they dress it. them in different. <laughs> it looks like little paper dolls moving across the screen. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Paper ridiculous. dolls. Oh, I've never it's just out of... It's just, it doesn't look like it's a real yeah, situation. It wasn't a movie made for that form. Mm, I need so the grain. It, so, it, so it fits poorly. Well, sometimes, sometimes they scrub the grain, which is... I'm not Don't scrub that. the grain. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they leave in like... There's uh, some of these cult... DVD labels they leave in the scratches and the grain and mm-hmm. grain I need some scratch I need it's some nice. grain give me the grain well, yeah alright so we still haven't started <laughs> talking about movies from yeah, 1984 we, we went to 83 now here's the thing almost at all. there are two movies let's not mention until they come up that will focus on like all together Right. right, two movies, very weird pairing, but we'll talk about that later. But each of us um, brought uh, five 1984 films yep. to the table. Now I say this, and tell me if you don't want to do this, because we might have some overlap. If you have something outside your five as like a kind of runner-up to my five, or you mm-hmm. know, honorable mention, it's it's worth doing too. But go ahead. Well, no, I just have to say, I think one of the things I'm going to say this. This is a tremendous year for movies. Okay. I don't think, with actually with the exception of one of the movies we're going to be talking about, I don't think great is really the measurement here. I'm going to go favorite. That's where I'm I coming agree. from. That was our, our criteria, but, but yeah. it, I think sometimes it's both. Obviously, sometimes it's a movie that's both. Yeah. It's great in favor, and sometimes it's not. It can be, but I don't think that's necessarily the case for most of the movies. By the way, I'm not, I don't have an argument to make here, but I wonder 
if if we were to sit down and do this with almost any year, if you might be surprised, hey, that was a good year of movies too. If you actually sit down and make a list and think I about think it. I think that's probably right. Yeah. I don't remember 1984 in any particular way whatsoever. But yeah. I certainly do Pretty don't. fucking, yeah, well, yeah. Pretty when tremendous. were you born, Evan? 1982. What a dick. Jesus Christ. Ah, so I, I experienced right, 84. Mm-hmm. I experienced 84 secondhand. So my earliest memory is seeing the movie Gotcha. Which I don't know oh, if I fuck. Dabney Coleman and the kid yes. from ET. No, no, that's Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger. That's eighty four. No, but gotcha. That's that. Gotcha. I, got, I went and bought the game book for that. What? There was a book on on that making that. I just like, had how to do that at home. I just had a dim memory of a guy with all big, your memories are dim. blonde. <laughs> Sorry, big blonde hair <laughs> yeah. shooting darts at people. I don't know if it was the trailer. Uh, I don't know. If, I do my remember. parents brought me into the theater when I was three years old. Oh, use. That's wrong, by the way. And later in the 2000s, all of a sudden it's on TV. Yeah. And it's freaking the guy with the beautiful blonde hair is Anthony Edwards. Before he, I was going to say. Before yeah, he lost I, I, his I, hair. Anthony okay. Edwards. And I was like, this Answer is that, that movie. Yeah. I was like that Leo meme from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was just snapping my fingers and uh-huh. pointing. Now, yeah. did you see this movie at all? John? No, no. Oh, I, so it's, I, it's, I remember it's, the ad in the newspaper. We were earlier talking about like looking at movie ads in the newspaper. I do remember that. It's you running around a campus pretending to assassinate your friends or other people in the game. <laughs> okay. And then uh, like what the CIA or the KGB thinks this guy's actually an assassin. And, and, oh, it's some, some, some milder version of like like war games in a way. We keep getting away much from eighty four. Okay. This is an eighty five movie. Gotcha. I know. <laughs> we can't I know. Get to that year. We're all around. Well, war games. Is, war games is eighty three, right? That's eighty three. Do you want to play a game? Uh, the favorite line: the general. I'd piss on a spark plug if I thought it would work. Man, my old man howled when we saw that movie. Oh, <laughs> well, that fucking actor yeah. too. I can't remember his name. But no, he's in the Northern Exposure. Northern Exposure, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know who great. you're talking about. Yeah. He got scalped in Lonesome Dove. If you just, really? Yeah. Yeah. You need a, you need somebody to be, you know, fucking uh, like an Air Force general. That's the guy you call. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Or an angry farmer. For that, and yeah. for that era, somebody else was before him in the 60s. Yeah, or whatever. Right, Every generation right. has him. Yeah, yeah. The George C. Scott. Yeah, All right, 1984. Now, I okay. say we Let's give the first... Now, are you... I didn't have mine necessarily in any hierarchy. It was just five. Right. And so I say we give the first 1984 shout out to uh, Evan. To the Zygote. Okay. You're the goat. The Zygote. Zy- oh, he took that person. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Here, so here He's is... I'm sure I'm leaving stuff out. Oh, of course. It's so hard. So I'll um, do my t- I am so hard. Yes, go ahead. So I'll do my top Sorry. five and then a few runners up. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. One, one at a time. time. You do one, Let's do I do one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Ooh. right. It's like you had a, pan- a nerd Jesus panic attack. Christ. Well, I'm going to go in no particular order. I'm yep. going to start with Beverly Hills Cop because my yep. parents had the soundtrack and my mom played it in the car. Yeah. So it imprinted on me at a very young age. Yep. And I saw, you know, I saw the movie on cable as a kid. I rewatched it recently. And I had a blast, and uh, I think it's—I think it holds you, up. You, you get you got Judge Reinhold. Here comes the judge. Yeah. Arrested Development that reference. Yeah. You have uh, uh, Ronnie Cox as a good guy. You have Balky. Is Balky in that one or part yes. two? Yeah. Yes. As, as, he's, yeah. A, he's, the, he's the gay guy who works at the fucking. It's uh, all improvised. Him and the you know. Would you like a little uh, some espresso? By the way, it's also got Eddie Murphy in it. I think we oh right! That one. <laughs> he is in that. <laughs> no, that's a great laugh. Yeah, well great. Lucy. Yeah, He's, uh, I don't want no banana in my tailpipe, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw that in Hollywood. My sister took me to Disneyland, and then on the way home, we ah, bragging, little name dropping. My sister, and, it's, uh, it's a crowd pleaser that really pleases. That you, actually pleases. You know? Yeah, it was a good movie. It was solid. It was. It was. I didn't even put it on my Great list at all. Soundtrack. But. 
And that's Herbie Hancock. Herbie I Hancock. Yeah. No, right. no it was uh, Harold Faltemeyer. That song, "Rock Me," was Herbie. Yeah, Hancock. that was Herbie Hancock. And uh, it has a great uh, Pointer Sisters yeah. and like a, you know, just fell jump in. Is that they're not this doing the Neutron dance? Neutron dance. By the way, I, and this always happens when we do one of these list things. Yeah, yeah. I remember there's a great joke and. Was a Gary Shandling show? Uh, no, anyways, where he's like gonna do a roast at a, at a funeral, yeah, and he's the last, and he's just checking off all the jokes on his fucking mm. card because I got the same, I got that movie too. You have that movie too? Yeah, I did not nice. even consider it, it, but it's a good one. It's I great, saw it like solid. three or four times in the theater. I mean, Eddie Murphy. Thank God, God Stallone uh, didn't make it. Eddie Murphy so could close. survive. So we're gonna get back to that. I don't singing. Know what the fuck that even means? What's that? Eddie Murphy could survive singing. Like I mean, he he put out an album that was horrendous. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, I don't not boogie in your butt. That I, that's funny. Well, boogie in your butt is a masterpiece. It is. I agree. But he put out actual like an actual album. That, uh, like he was Luther Vandross. To my dog the other day. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't throw around the world word guilty pleasure yep. because I don't think it's accurate. You should feel I agree. guilty. I agree. But party all the time is the closest I would say to my guilty pleasure. Party all the time. That was it. Uh, that was you know, Rick James. He's in the if you watch. Yeah. the music video on YouTube. It's like, okay, but the point is, like, he was so on fire that it dude. didn't even matter. What, he was yeah. in his early 20s. That dude was only, yeah. I think he was like he 24. Was when he Who was dressing that guy for, st- what period of time were, like, <laughs> leather suits an important part of stand-up? Oh, no, no. Back, well, no, I mean, go look at uh, the, 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 oh, God damn it. Um, Boogaloo. Yeah, what's it, the... Breaking 2. Breaking and Breaking 2. Look at the way people dance. Like, yeah. The dressed back then. That was, the way, that was a thing. It wasn't for you and me. This is a great opportunity to talk about no, 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 no. how uh, how men are different from women. But here's one way, Tom. I got to repeat this story. Reference the story where we were talking about like trying new styles of clothing. And Tom <laughs> talked about six months ago. He tried to get on stage with a vest. Oh, so and, fucking embarrassing. And his the comedian friends the just comedians. wouldn't let him uh, forget. Him. <laughs> oh, so you trying the vest look? Are you? Fuck. Well, were I you, mean, yes, but fuck you. Yeah, were you you were wearing just a vest, vest right? No shirt underneath. <laughs> I had a, a, like, yeah. a cod piece going. On. I mean, come on, it's got to be decent. <laughs> it was a minnow on you, right up but, my ass crack, which you, you couldn't like, see. So you look mm. like Sting in Dune. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Sting didn't have the sweet dog collar. That must Tom Kim. Oh, right. I guess okay. My li- sorry. So uh, that was so Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills uh, Cop. No, no, you're not going to the next one, right? You're still on the first one because we're just going one. We're by just one. going one by one. Oh, I see. And then we're going. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, but okay. but uh, do we, anything more about Beverly Hills Cop? I mean, great movie, very funny. Just it holds it, up. The sequels funny. do not hold up. No, it's, no. it's funny. And, and there's it, a new one. It there's holds. a new Beverly Hills Cop. Judge Reinhold with his horrible Ooh, plastic oh, surgery, no. and he was going to be something that Judge Reinhold. I tell he you, he was, was going to be for a while, but he also never... Rebecca DeBornay yeah. to tie it up here. Ooh, she was going to be something too. Panda rocks the cocks the cradle. I don't She's know. great in Runaway <laughs> Train. The cradle. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I thought it's a great movie. It, it it's just it's good solid movie Fire making. Up. It's not a tremendous. <laughs> yeah. You know, this isn't fucking Citizen Kane by any stretch of the no, imagination, no. but. It, it holds up to its own and sort of the, yeah. the, the own the logic of its world. Mm-hmm. It definitely dark. makes that happen. It's, it gets it's violent. Little, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is wants a bit Stephen Burkhoff as a villain. I mean, that guy. <laughs> Who's Stephen Burkhoff? He's Burkhoff. the he's the British villain in Beverly Hills Cop. He's in um, he pops up. He's the guy who oh, spits no. in Malcolm McDowell's face in A Clockwork Orange. 
And uh, he just has that great. Oh, villain. he's the uh, the teacher. The uh, oh, Alex, Alex. No, no, no. He's younger. Um, he's oh, the, oh, the cop. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. The, uh, yeah. the the Russian commander in Rambo Two. I was gonna it. say, yeah, yeah. He played he played Russian a couple of times, right? Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Great villain. Tommy, what's your first entry for 1984? Oh, hold on. Let me pull up my little list. It's not like I should have known this was coming or anything. Mm-hmm. Tom's lists are famous. Some kisses on my list. Ooh. Wow. I, that's a good reference. That's, that song's probably from 1984, by the way. Hold on. So many movies that I loved here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't put that on my list. I apologize. But anyways, it was definitely a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with so many of these. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Top Secret. Top Secret. You son of a bitch. That it's, was on my list. It's you guys literally one out. of my favorite movies of all time. I think mm-hmm. it's the absolute best of that kind of comedy. It is. I get Airplane. Yeah. I get all of those. But I think Top Secret just appeals to me so much. It's got my favorite physical joke of all time, which is like right at the fucking beginning. There's a spy, Lewis, in East Germany. And the guy has a stamp that's like three feet across. It says, find him and kill him. <laughs> he just has that stamp on his desk. Fucking goddamn, that movie made me laugh. Oh, God. Still does. And then, a, and then yeah. a bull rapes a man. It's beautiful at the end. Is that part of that movie, really? Yeah. yeah. You, you get, let's not forget one of the most insane scenes in movie history, an underwater bar fight. Bar fight, yep. yep. A yep. bar fight that is shot underwater with cowboys and shit and... Val Kilmer and the other guy, like they have weights yeah. in their shoes. And, 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 uh, How fucking, hard was that? The chandelier film? falls down. Right. Yeah. They actually filmed that underwater. Underwater. It's in. It, are you not? Have we not? What, what's your name? Deja vu. Have we not met before? Have we not met, it's and, fucking brilliant. That guy who plays Deja vu, he was Mr. Carter on Downton Abbey, too. Oh, fuck. I, um, I wish I could follow anything like, like you do on that kind of thing. But yeah, it's fucking... Well, it's, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's, it's one of so the greatest dumb. 80s comedies. I showed that a year ago at Bitwise. And um, I never... I grew up watching it a lot, but I never saw it with a crowd. I've always... Mm-hmm. I One day I want to go down... I always wonder if people are catching the shit. Well, even... Because there's some like, yeah. stuff. Like, my, the, one of the best jokes in the whole movie is a goddamn like giant bird statue in the background and humans like fly <sighs> down and piss all over it. God damn it. And, be, and this is before... God, it doesn't sound great now that I'm just... No, 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 it does. <laughs> Let me help you sell that scene. This is before CGI. Uh-huh. So they constructed a giant 30-foot statue of a pigeon, just in a background. Yeah. This is a background, a background shot. Then you have stuntmen being lowered on a crane, flapping their arms, and, it, and they're the ones peeing and pooping on this giant pigeon statue. It is... Amazing. That's so yeah. great. Oh. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm and it's, gonna... just, it's just all bad World War II spy shit just recycled, but it's oh, making I know. fun of it. With, of course, with, Elvis an, with an Elvis person in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the songs are great. And Val oh, Kilmer. Surf, oh, Skeet Surfing USA. Skeet Surfing. And I love how it's really quick, but you see a marquee. But I had a surfboat. <laughs> you see a marquee. A <laughs> it's totally bitching. Riding <laughs> wow. waves and bus so play pigeons. And you see like a marquee, and it says Nick Rivers. Tammy Wynette, and time permitting, Frank Sinatra. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes like, yeah, fuck him. Great movie. <laughs> that, well, that, those Zucker Brothers, right? Oh, yeah. It was At their them. absolute best for me. That's, that's Airplane it, also, right? Zucker yeah. Brothers? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it in between Airplane, Police Squad, and the Naked Gun. And it is so... It's there, there are two people when it comes to Top Secret. You either love it or you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. That's so. I, I uh, say here, I've never seen it. It's one of the funniest it's, movies of it's all time. It's the best it of out. that kind of movies. You get Omar Sharif picks up dog poop. I mean, it's... The Omar, Omar Sharif. Sharif is ah, nice. in it. Yeah. With an ex- and he also gets a boner. Yeah, and there's but a lot an of boner antenna. jokes. I That's, mean, yeah. 
when you see the male ballet dancers, and they all have huge, <laughs> they all have huge stiffies. <laughs> the ballerinas are just dancing across their bodies. On their rods. Uh, yeah. so the movie's PG. All right. Yeah. You were champing at the very bit over there, my friend. No, no, no. There was no, no champing. No champing. I wanted to get in there that I hadn't seen it. I, I felt like uh, I might get some shit for that, but you guys took Hopefully we me. sold you on it. Yeah, no. I've always felt like it's something I, I want to see and that I'd like. But why, I, why don't we watch it with a group and I'll... Have more 84 uh, I'm appetizers. In. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, any chance to get some appetizers, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a fan of that kind of thing, too. The airplane. It's even airplane, a, too. Oh, police police squad. Oh, police yeah. squad. They're, they're all the great. Greatest. Naked gun. Yeah. It's, yeah. Right, it's like right down that alley. It's hard not like it. to enjoy those movies. For police sure. squad and, has one of the greatest comedy oh, lines yeah. where it's like, who are you and how did you get in here? I'm a locksmith. And I'm a locksmith. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I uh, uh, the other one I've never seen, and I'm sure it's good, is Hot Shots. Oh yeah, the first one's first one's solid. definitely the better one. Yeah, for it's sure. certainly more rewatchable than Top Gun. That's for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, or, or better than remaking it. Oh, anyway. by the way, side note: did, did, Have you seen either of you the new uh, people I respect are like the great movie? I, it's, <coughs> I find it oh, so the new unbelievable that it's good, but apparently. It's solid, but it's it's just got to be so much like crowd service, you know. Well, here's the thing: fan service. It's got to be so no. much of it has to be just like, and this is what happened in the first movie. Remember oh, that? And I'm not. Okay. I don't like that. So There's much. a little bit of it. It's not quite as pandering as other. Goose's son plays the same fucking song. I know that. That part, yeah. I mean, but I gotta say, so like the 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 original Top Gun, it's not. It's not a great movie. No, no, no. The, the things that are cool about it are the aerial sequences with the jets ah, yeah. and everything. I mean, like Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis, they have zero chemistry together. But I got to say that since that bar was so low, they actually mm-hmm. got better screenwriting for the sequel. Nice. And they've improved the technology with the uh, aerial well, actually putting them on a fucking jet, too. Jesus. Wow. All right. Okay. All right. Anyways. Okay. Go. Well, I think I'll just get this one out of the way. Get it out of the way. In 1952, Mr. Robert Donet made Singing in the Rain, and 32 years later, he equaled his masterpiece with 1984's Blame It on Rio. Yes. Now, I gotta say, I almost got mad at you when you texted us, like, you guys are gonna, you're not gonna mention Blame This is why I told you, be quiet, be quiet, because I gotta tell you, Blame It on Rio loved it as a kid. Oh, yeah. Watched it a million times, saw it recently. My wife, not as crazy about it as I was, but I, tell <laughs> I can't you what, imagine why. It almost stands up to me. It, it's hilarious, that movie. The jokes are nonstop. Michael yeah. Caine, hilarious. And you know what? I don't give a shit what it's about. Nah. It's fucking, it stands the test of time for me. Because here's the thing. It's Rapist. a movie. It's not a thing that's actually happening. Uh, so it's a historical document. Yeah, it's great. I, it's just every part historical of that movie. Like Joseph Bologna is, is hilarious. Their, daughters, their own other daughters. Uh, yeah. Who, by the way, Demi Moore is in it and is Hominy. the least Hominy. hot thing. I mean, she's still very, pretty hot, yeah. But she's just nothing compared to the lady. The uh, uh, girl lady, <laughs> but I mean, this movie is got the tween. Is it Heather got... Thomas? Or the... No, no, no. It's just Michelle something. To be fair, I haven't actually not seen Blame It on Rio. Well, get oh, the you fuck out! Then you know here. what you shouldn't do. I've blame tra- Blame It on Rio. That's I've seen right. the trailer. I heard I heard them on '80s All Over podcast mm-hmm. tearing it a new one. Why? Uh, because of the about the sexual yeah, politics yeah. and everything. But I, I'll you know I'll. Uh, but I mean, it's just got line after line, hilarious fucking setups and and right. uh, knockdowns. It's good. Uh, Michael Caine is maybe Michael Caine has been funny in a few movies. 
Maybe sometimes unintentionally. Dirty, the, rotten scoundrel. This uh, Jaws, what, four? Was it? <laughs> yeah, um, but this movie, he's maybe the funniest, oh, and he is fucking great. I mean, the premise is mm-hmm. a little edgy, but uh, who cares? And who was the uh, Who was the other dad? Was that Jerry? Joseph Bologna. I was. I always get him and, jo- and uh, Orbach. My, mixed my wife together. gets half of everything I own. I wish I had herpes. Every line yeah. was a <laughs> golden line. Oh, wishing STDs on somebody, yeah. That's right, Tommy. <laughs> no, yeah. I love that movie too. When yeah. I was a kid, and I don't have the political objection that no, no. everybody else does. Right, as, as like a fifty-year-old, as a fifty-single male, like man, the fifties women are a. I can't say it. Never mind. Let's back yeah. up. Or a bummer. Let's put <laughs> well, it that way. I'm, Which do you get, your motherfucker? I don't agree with that. D- but dating in the in your forties is is no picnic either. So, uh, well, well I it's just. I mean, look, it's the movie picnic. Putting the putting whatever objection people have, and I, I understand, I guess, what the objection would be of the scenario. It's still a scenario where Michael Caine in his fifties is just running around trying to sort of pick up every piece that he's just dropped as it's dropping. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a constant flow. Yeah. It, you got uh, Rio in there. Yeah, also, a little bit of physical comedy by Michael. A King. lot of I physical mean, comedy. Up. Yeah, it's re- uh, yeah. Valerie Bertinelli, who I find kind of a grating individual, is is also funny in it. She's great. Ing. Oh man, Zygot. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, blame it on Rio. Is it's it, to me? It's a movie. I still. I'm glad you brought it. I, I had thought about doing it. If and only if it's not my one of my favorite movies, but I sure. Like, I oh would do no, it just no, annoying, no, I wouldn't enter my top well, fifty it, it's, movies, but it's it's, it's, it's it's just fun. It yeah. certainly inspired a, a Pornhub category. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, that's how <laughs> everything has inspired that. Man. That's right. <laughs> I mean, there's a movie that came there's, out. There's porn about CPAP on the on the internet. I mean, is there really? Yeah. <laughs> There's a movie with Robin Wright and a French actress where they oh stop right there they have mm-hmm. they have sex with each other's sons and it's a French sure. film oh, yeah. ten years I th- ago I think I saw and it and all the reviews were like oh my friend's hot mom the motion picture you know and it's right, done as a right. serious yeah serious film oh that's Stacy yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Stacy bitch <laughs> yeah anyway so that's my my first entry is blame it on Rio all right all right Hi. okay all right back to me uh, all right. Now uh, we're going to get into a little controversy here. Okay. Mm, I fucking we're going to know it. It's going to hurt. Just uh, take a deep breath, Tom. David Lynch's God Dune. damn you. I, there are a couple on this list I knew you are going to pull up. Mm. So hear me out. This is... Okay. I remember... Um, I first became aware of Dune in the early 90s as a little kid in the library. I, they would have one section, the, the children's storybooks that promoted a film. And I was like, "What? There was a live-action Popeye? What? There's..." And I see this Dune, and I'm going through it. And I'm like, "This is, what is like this huge guy with pus on his face, and there's giant sandworms that look like penises, and whatever." Cut to about five years later, in the mid '90s, on the Disney Channel of all mm-hmm. things, late at night, they played the three-hour version of Dune, and I'm watching part of it, and I'm like, "Am I? Is this like a fever dream?" Cut to another year. I get the tape and I watch it. And um, this explanation's longer than the movie, but go ahead. No, well, it's, it's not. Well, here's the thing: is Dune <laughs> was the gateway drug. It All got right. me. It, it's not a, a good. It's not a perfect adaptation of the novel, but it got okay. me to read the novels. All right. And it got me into David Lynch, mm-hmm. and even into the music of Toto. But, uh, <laughs> but I. And when you watch in high definition, it's for all its flaws. Yep. It's heavily flawed. Uh, most of that is because the studio made David Lynch 
cut it down to two hours. You might have been sure. out of the room when Tom and I made this comment to each other, and it's like, or I said it, and Tom, I think we you kind of agreed. We're talking about Evan. <laughs> and it's that David Lynch, I like David Lynch on screen, and I don't think I think of anything he's done as a director I like. You don't like Mulholland Drive? No. I've never seen that. No, I don't. No. I mean, I get it if you don't like Lost Highway. I'm not a fan of that one, but... Uh, like the Elephant Man? You don't Actually, that's, yeah, Elephant right, Man's good. Your mouth. Blue yeah, Velvet? Not an element. Uh, no. Not seen that? No. I need to see that. See, Blue Velvet rocked my world as a teen. I really? Was like, yeah. And I, but it was very awkward when my parents, my parents came into the room when I was watching the Yeah. What were you doing? Scene. No, just on the movie. They're like, what the hell are you watching? You yeah. Know, and Dennis Hopper. And, uh, but anyway. I haven't seen very much of his stuff, I'll be honest. Yeah. Twin Peaks is a hit or miss. Seen Twin Peaks. Eraserhead I didn't see. Eraserhead I can't get through. Same thing. I just it's And funny. I like weird stuff, but it's just like, what is the, it's a It's like a someone finished a movie, threw it in a trash compactor, and then re-spooled it or something. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I agree. Perfect this, analogy. There's a vision there. That's one I guess. of the things yeah, you got to yeah, get. He's, got, he's got, got a vision. He's got a vision. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always sure I'm following. But the one I like is the one that's the most narratively like cohesive is The Elephant Man. Mm-hmm. And Blue Velvet actually has a yeah. somewhat normal plot structure the structure but then it's like Dennis Hopper is sniffing yeah. a, uh, an eel's asshole I, I, I don't, <laughs> that's I mean, the director's cut yeah. <laughs> well it's basically like a Hardy Boys movie goes to hell it's you know the a, Hardy Boys go to hell is yeah. the premise See, for Blue Velvet everyone you, you like a director or something like like I will go watch a Coen Brothers movie Shardy Boys because I know it's a Coen Brothers movie oh uh, right? yeah I don't I don't feel the same way about David Lynch and mm. I, uh, maybe maybe I haven't seen enough to he's be hit or because I really have only seen a couple of his movies but, but I, I gotta say Dune like like, Dune is like visually, it's on the same level as the original Blade Runner, and so there actually is a fan edit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, there's, no, there's Joe a, hates Blade Runner. I so. hate Blade Runner. Right, I know. Terrible movie. But the visual, well, it's so dense. But if you, there is a alternate. There's a fan edit <laughs> on YouTube uh-huh. that puts all the deleted scenes in, and it is the best mm. version of David Lynch's because okay. he's never going to make a director's cut. He. Lynch hates it almost as much as you do, Tom. That movie. Oh, yeah. So, oh, he he, he hates his own movie. Well, yeah. he feels like he's sold out. Even yeah, though he, there's some there's some scenes that rival Eraserhead, but he this is the only time Lynch had like a multi million dollar budget. Yeah. And Dino De Laurentiis producing it. Sure, everyone knows. And that. he has like the production designer from 2001, and it doesn't it, it's it doesn't look like any other science fiction movie before or since. It doesn't yeah. look like the new Dune. Which is much more minimalist uh, oh, well, visual. It's also aesthetic. very squarely on the book for sure. It's I, the, I, the new thing, one's faithful to the book. The that's thing for I sure. would say about David Lynch's Dune, that as a potential saving grace, is that by and large, it's really obvious that control of that movie got out of his hand. Yeah, mm. it's really obvious when you it's his pooty tang. Well, isn't it all? Um, the only thing, that, but my super objection is just the Baron. I, I that makes me insane that, because that's his call. That, that was is, his fucking call. That was not in the novel. Yes, the Baron is so over the top, but he's, the visuals he's a clown of this, in the movie. He's not in the book. Yeah, man. you can tell. Like Kenneth McMillan plays the Baron, and he's a character actor. You'll see him. He pops up in like yeah. the Stepford Wives and Cat's Eye, and he's just he's. Meow. You can tell he was just like he just went to eleven, <laughs> and he is having Meow. a ball. Okay, and Sting. Yeah, I get scenes. it all, but but those are like those are the director tells the actor what to do and the actor mm-hmm. makes his calls, right? And this is the director pulled this one. But then there's a scene that wasn't in the Don't novel, so close to me, where <coughs> they go into that giant yeah. cathedral-looking spaceship, and the, the it's so beautiful 
and unique, but um, yeah, that's extrapolated from some of the later books. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. But, Tom, Tom knows this about me. It's that I have oh boy, only one flaw as a human no. being. Here it is. I breath. I <laughs> breath of life. Yeah. Oh, I don't like science fiction as a rule, and I really don't like fantasy. And so I've never seen this movie because it seemed to me the intersection of those two things. And I am just. I have never had any interest in it. Now, where, it's where both are in a gray area for sure. It's I guess, science fiction, but really. And, and so I really should see it uh, uh, and maybe be surprised by it. Who knows? Well, well what is the trailer? What did you think of the trailer in my appetizers? See the new one. I saw the new one with my son, who's much more open to those things. At week, I think we were 22 minutes. We were like, we are out. What garbage. I also hate <laughs> Timothy Shaladouche. I yeah. really hate that guy. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it just was so awful. I mean, I just. Mm. But. Uh, the old one maybe that would be more to my taste. If you, I will. would say the new movie, the the real pro- the the biggest problem with it is you kind of have to have read the book. Yeah, well, otherwise there's a lot that. of context. Yeah. That and yet missing. I know a lot of young people, Gen Zers, who Quick haven't read. Again. Let me haven't right. they haven't read it's dating him in real bunch of zygons. They have not seen David Lynch's Dune. They have not read the books, yeah. and they enjoy it just as the sci-fi spectacle. It helps if you see it in IMAX. Mm, okay. you know? Also, right. this got it's got Chalamet in it. Ugh, God damn it. I, don't, I don't like the Chalamet. See, I don't, here's the thing about it. I I don't actively hate an actor unless I hear they're like a garbage like a person in real life yeah, yeah you know. so they're not uh, actors on a in general for me aren't a deal breaker like if the movie's good if the story's good then i don't feel it's like the word vegan had a big hair dumb your big head of hair dumb your mic placement is good in terms of i can't help but that. you're but you're pointing it out the window so it, 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 we're getting uh something i enjoy which is less of you but just so you, you're aware of it well should i close the no, no, we're good. A little behind the scenes nice. for you fans out there. A little inside oh, baseball. Oh, the way the sausage is made. <laughs> that's right. All right, so. Okay, well. Dave right. is Dune. Dune, okay, that's a good, I mean, I'm interested. It's a favorite of mine. It's definitely not one of the But you are a real, Sis- you're Siskel and Ebert on this one, baby. Yeah. You, one loves, one hates. Can I be the skinny one? Yeah, <laughs> if you're, but sure. Because <laughs> it means you get prank cancer. You should look up later. S- Siskel and Ebert's review <laughs> of Dune. <laughs> that's Ebert. I know. All yeah, right. Funny. Okay. Hat this with ring gutters. I don't know. This is really interesting because a lot of these movies aren't like your cup of tea at all. Great. So throw them at me. Can I go now? Or you yeah. Done? You okay. done with Dune? You, you done? Yep. Are you done being wrong? Okay. Ooh. Um, this one Spicy. is uh, Repo Man. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Repo Man. Hell yeah. I don't know. Do you know this movie? Not really. I know the, the, the MacGuffin, the light in the suitcase or something, but I don't really, no. or the trunk or whatever it is. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, know it. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's, um, it's great. Okay. A movie of its time and place for sure. Emilio Estevez as a youngin in there. It's, uh, it's, I, I really didn't watch it in 1984 because I didn't know it fucking existed back then. But when I got into my punk phase a little bit later, around mm-hmm. 87, 88, yeah. punk phase. Uh, watched this. And then I went and bought the I went and bought the screenplay. It's the only screenplay I think I've ever bought. You wow. have the screenplay to repo, man. Uh, not anymore, but I did mm-hmm. for the longest time. Okay. I think I left it on the ship when, I, when I left the Navy. Oh. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, it is what it well, is. Did you just it's, name the screenwriter? Yeah, he's a Oh, this nerd. I love him. God damn it. Good and job, Evan. It, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Tom. Go ahead. Nobody knows who the fuck directed Repo Man. You could be wrong. Well, you could be does. making that up. That's right. And I would have no way of telling. Character from Dune. Anyway, David Lynch directed Repo Man. Lance it, motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I just, I just love the movie. It's got, it's got some, it's got great jokes. Like the, the, 
you know, they were making fun of like, and, and it's also like I said, it's very much a movie of its time and place. So they're making fun of. Remember, like this is when generic like brands first came out. Do you remember those, Joe? <laughs> generic brands. Yeah, like it would just like be a beer, and it says beer on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's but, a spoof of, of product placement. So they do like this spoof of product placement with it, but but it would be like okay, so it'd be like you know, it, it was just more on the nose as to what was in the can. Okay. They just made sure everything was that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got the MacGuffin. That's the kind of the famous thing. And then, you know, taking the life of the repo man, you know, <laughs> like it's, you're like you're a cowboy or some fucking thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's, it just appealed to me. One of the favorite is the uh, the circle jerks appeared in it, but they were like, they were making a satire of themselves mm-hmm. by being a lounge act doing one of their songs. Like it was a Sinatra song. Yeah, yeah. It just appealed to everything that was Teenage Tom. And so I haven't watched it for a really long time. I don't know if it's if it would travel. But again, I think one of the one of the sort of primary things I'm going for and this is movies that I love from like that time. Of course, period. yeah. So I love that is, movie too. It's mm-hmm. um great movie. But, it, it, but no, no, no. Yeah. Hold on. Not a great movie. Love that movie. As someone who has watched If you don't it, get it, I get that. As someone who's watched it many times and I watched it again last year, I can tell you it holds up. All right. Okay. What's great is it's it's a great um time capsule of the LA punk scene yeah, yeah. in the late 70s early 80s yeah. and it's funny and you have harry dean stanton love snorting the coke, dean stanton stealing his scenes i mean the scene yeah he where, just chewing the fuck out of the scenery the scene where he's in the car with emilio and he goes like you're not a you're not a communist are you mm-hmm. i hate commies and then, and then a beat and he goes i hate christians too like <laughs> yeah he's yeah he, and, yeah he rocks that movie and it's punk because alex cock you know he came from england which alex cox came from england which was the british thing and he decides to make a punk movie. So the structure of the movie is punk because the third act just says, fuck it, fuck your movie conventions yeah. uh-huh. and does like this kind of 2001 style green car out of nowhere. Weirdness and it's saying, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, sticking, sticking its thumb out at the audience. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's the best great. thing Amelia Estevez has ever done. It, it, it's, I agree. Well, yeah. Uh, Young Guns oh, Breakfast Club. And Young Guns too. Oh, God, I hate the movie. You hate the Breakfast Club? I, I I hate how I hate how like unnecessarily it's got breakfast, Tom. popular. It's got food in it. What do you think? All right, what am I saying? Uh, I hate how unnecessarily popular that movie is. I guess, but uh, all right, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I think know, if the Breakfast Club had flopped, it, it would be known as a cult movie now. I guess. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But and you know what? I'd like it more. So, anyways, so it's not it's not the film's fault. It's the it's the kind of the reaction. Oh, you know, the yeah, place yeah, in the it's culture. Just overdone, and it was mm. and it was so overdone at the time. And then they put out a fucking album. I mean, come on. Don't well, you that, that forget about, about forget about it? Don't, don't <laughs> I you forget about it? That'd be a great fucking remake of that song. I prefer Simple Minds' other song, "Alive and Kicking." Oh, that's a good what one. Do I, no, that's in excess. No, it's 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 simple. Joe, minds. back up, but no, I really think that's in excess. Alive and kicking. Uh, I think it's. Let's do it. Let's go at the end. We'll go. Uh, I'm gonna get Rain Man on you. It's, what should we? Let's put a little. So, I'm willing to put a little something movie wise on the table here. You're gonna be afraid of hamburgers, man. I, well, I know I'm going to win this bet. So. Okay. Oh, what shit. You, Damn. You, so you want to bet that Simple you know what? This, Minds this is one of the, do I think you're totally going down the wrong I thought it was in excess because it was really in, in excess at the time. But mm-hmm. that's one of those things. It's like that song by OAR, at the, I mean, by the outfield that everyone thinks is by the police. Fuck it. I've derailed I, I the whole fucking thing. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> this, I, you know what? You, you guys haven't quite sold me on Repo Man except this. Now, tell me if you think I'm way off on this. It it. it the way it's appealing to you strikes me as the way that um, they live appeals to me now. 
Like it's hard to sell it, but once you start yeah. watching it, you're like, all right. It's, it's a, got it's, that quality. It's it's like it's it, there's a quality of sort of anti movie about it that that I would say they mm. they live also have. It's mm-hmm. Repo Man is a hangout picture. You when you rewatch it, you're basically just hanging out with these characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like Tracy Walters has this great character actor Tracy Walters. He has this great monologue about UFOs and plate of fish and stuff, yeah. and it is just mm-hmm. something. Yeah. You just have to see it. You have to experience it. And um, it's funny, too. It just has some hilarious stuff. It's interesting, too. And now that I'm thinking about it, the more I'm thinking about it, it's also kind of like the nascent uh, like conspiracy theory world, hmm. in a sense, at the, in that movie. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of playing. There's a lot of, there's a bunch of movies. Toxic Avengers is similar. Got a similar feel to it. Yeah. And it's just got, Repo Man's just got a great soundtrack. I mean, that's why. Uh, yeah. It it was oh. when it was put in the theater and it didn't make a lot of money at first, but then Universal released the soundtrack and mm-hmm. the soundtrack sold like hotcakes and that got people to actually go in the theater it, and watch it. The definition of like the cult classic, for yeah. Sure. And it's it's that music movie promote. Sometimes there were movies made in the eighties just to sell soundtracks. I mean, Woman in Red strikes me that way with Gene Wilder yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. what's her face. Yeah, there's a movie I love called Modern Girls that was. Funded by Virgin mm-hmm. or, or one ah, of those record ah, labels, just so they could they sell. Tom. Yeah, just so they could sell the album. But yep. it's, <laughs> all right, all, all right. right, okay, that's me. Repo, Repo man. man, Repo Man. All right, um, I'm gonna say this is a movie that I have seen almost as much as this other movie that I've seen a lot, and that's Clint Eastwood, and it's 1984's Tightrope. I've seen it almost as much as uh, I've seen uh, Magnum uh, Force. And I tell you, I never tire of tie rope. Daddy, what's a hard on? I'm telling you. Uh, I'll tell you later, Evan. The the movie is... <laughs> it's a uh, line in the movie. I know, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what you want to say. I get it. Whatever, okay. Evan. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it, first of all, unlike Cry Blacho from a year ago where, uh, where, where he's 94, he's yeah. in his 50s in this movie. So it's kind of believable that he's laying carpet all over town, busting pipes, whatever the expression Slinging is. He's dick. getting laid. <laughs> He's and it's it's got sexual tension. It's got the New Orleans, the dark cinematography. It's got Nick Tortello from Cheers. I just remembered as one of the detectives. Is he really? He's he's uh, uh, the 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 torture rapist killer is sort of like following his footsteps because he's got an aberrant yeah, sexual yeah. lifestyle. It's got. Uh, uh, cinematography oh. soaked in red with a kind of red light district of I love that movie Bloodwork was kind of a remake of this fucking thing uh, maybe and, and a poor one no, yeah. no this one is really yeah, I remember. Something. I remember loving Genevieve Buvold how do you say her name the one he ended up being uh, they ended up being together those two yeah Genevieve Buvold <laughs> that's a sexual act I guess it. the Genevieve Buvold sure it's like, it's like the Cleveland steamer but different Oh man, <laughs> I got I got nothing. more Astroglide. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just saw that movie finally for the first time. It's uh, such a good movie. Last year, because I grew up, my dad had the VHS. He had the clamshell. Yeah, clamshell VHS. And of course, he clamshell. wouldn't let me watch good, it. Good word. Good word choice, by the way. He let me watch uh, Magnum Force, which is a much mm. more violent movie. But um, a woman gets shot in the tit while she's doing coke in Magnum Force. Or while her boyfriend's doing yeah. coke. Yeah, I would say this is actually a little Magnum more... So justice was served. Right? I guess. Yeah. Well, so I gotta say, I, I enjoyed the film. It. I enjoyed the um, the cinematography and the... I thought they would go more into like, if maybe Clint Eastwood is the killer, but they didn't... There's just the That's barriers. in there. That's the hint that's in there. That's, that's implied, yeah. yeah. It's... Um, I, okay. Yeah, please. 
Yeah, no, I just had to say, oh, so, go, yeah, yeah, you, go ahead, I, you know what? I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. apologize. Mm-hmm. I brought shame upon my clan. Okay, so, but I would, again, shame a personal moment and the uh, the sexual growth of, yeah. my, of my adventure, if you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, like, their use of, like, was it lubricants? Mm-hmm. I was baffled by that concept. Yes. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> I had asked my dad, what are they doing, dad? Yeah. Like, he's laying ah, on, they're laying, like, he's laying on top of a lady. She's tied up. They're both oh. sweating. It's dirty hair. Harry, oh. I mean, this movie had it all. I Can we take a break it. and go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm for an intermission. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, I saw you made a joke. Oh, I see. You made a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. No one uh, will tell the Tom. The humor they speak of. Yeah, but it's a tightrope. It's a tightrope of action. I mean, right down to the end, it is who did it, what's happening. There's sex here, sex there. Someone's getting slashed. There's a guy in a clown mask. There's a warehouse. It almost has every cliche. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras puts it in there. I fucking love it. It's, it's right. definitely... Like, just in case you don't did know, you, I liked it. I mean, <laughs> did you practice? It was a tightrope of... Uh, no, no. Okay. It's, it's I would have understood. Have yeah. you seen um, this Charles Bronson movie from around that time called yes. 10 to Midnight? Yes. Fuck. With the blowjob machines at the size uh, of a leaf blower. He's under, like, it's used first, for jacking off. My yeah. first naked wiener running across It's funny screen. because it's it also... It's, it's like the classier version of 10 to Midnight, you know? Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, 10 to Midnight oh. is... Woof. It's pulp. Yeah, it's, it's pulpy. There's some pulp in that machine. By oh, the way. lordy! <laughs> yeah, but also it's like you're sick. You're sick. But it's like he, Charles Bronson, the investigator, lumps in like rape with masturbation. It's all one landscape yeah. of sickness that he has to. And the cure. way he spoiler alert, the way he just foregoes due process and just blows the guy away at the end. I mean, mm-hmm. the Dirty Harry movies were accused of being fascist. It's like, no, Charles Bronson's like, hold my beer. Oh, Bronson. Oh, you want, Bronson. You want oh, vigilante fascism? Away, I'll show man. you. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like, he was like a caricature of like the Dirty Harry concept. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Death Wish, like two? Yeah, Ooh. 10 to Midnight is a real... Death Wish 2 oh, was rough. The, uh, the, the evil that men what? do? What, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, is that that here? Spoiler. I don't remember. <laughs> so that's one of my fit. Never mind. Uh, okay. Sorry. So there sorry. Was a, but he there was a slew of movies coming out. And Charles Bronson was yes. Ugh. It was. It's just. An, it seems like it probably. I think he probably started off cool and then just turned into an awful caricature of. Yeah. I got to tell. Eighties conservatism. I got to tell you, Death Wish Two is horrible, but Death Wish Three is unintentionally one of the funniest movies. It's pretty good. I've ever seen. Death Wish Two, by the way, soundtrack by. Mr. Jimmy Page. And he also does the music for Death Wish 3. Yeah, even people who I, I think hate, I knew that at the time. Even people who hate Death Wish 2, like me, the soundtrack is pretty pretty dope. It's got a lot of... Why wow. would you hate Death Wish 2? I can't understand. Oh, I don't know. Maybe the extended 10-minute <laughs> gang rape of his <laughs> maid. Vicious rape scene ever. That's the most horrible... Wait, Death Wish 2? Because one's got a real thing of a, of no, a Death Wish scene. 2 is like very... Yeah. It really... I mean, the guy who directed that, got, Michael uh, Winner... What's his name? Tall guy, I like Jeff, Jeff uh, Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah, he's <laughs> wow. in the first one. Yeah, that's right. Oh, what do you What do you mean? I'm gonna, I'm gonna rape you. Oh, yeah. uh, you that's said not there a would bad be, Jeff uh, Goldblum, Tom. I, I gotta no, tell no, you, no, that's no, not no, bad. No, do it again. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I guess it was a one time. Um, you yeah, said okay. uh, there would be uh, <laughs> yeah, the toes, a gang Jason. rape in this uh, Death Wish movie. Yeah. Uh, hello. 
Yep. What? My attempt. Oh. Oh. Is that oh. What's Remember in Jurassic oh. Park, you said be <laughs> dinosaurs on uh, this dinosaur tour. Uh, going to be dinosaurs, uh, and the dinosaurs are going to be very yeah. hungry. But maybe they were hungry. Hello, what's my mantra? All right, oh, maybe. good pull. Good pull. Annie Hall. Annie Hall. His one Hello, scene in Annie Hall. Also, um, what's her name from Aliens? Uh, Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver. She's got a cameo. Is on she that. She's she does no speaking line. She's his Woody Allen's new girlfriend she, she, at the she end. Walked across in her underwear like an alien. And, That's right. And the oh. next year, Goldblum and Veronica Cartwright, who was always crying in Alien, they yeah. were in Wah. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Sure. Seventy eight. Oh my god. She was the most uh, annoying Donald character Sutherland. in that fucking movie. All right. <laughs> All right, Tom. Wait, where were we? It was. We're in Evans' place. No, we did tightrope, so it's back to you. Oh, it's back to me? So this is your third one. Well, I'm going to have to adjust my list because you gentlemen have listed Hmm. a few. Yeah. That's okay. Not tightrope. I'm... Uh, but that's uh, a, that's kind of that's a really obscure movie. I love Tyler yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. much. So I'm going to go with a um, a sequel, mm-hmm. 2010, <laughs> aka 2010, oh, okay. the year we You're make. Totally content. on your own on this one. I, I saw it in the theater. Yeah. I don't remember shit. Yeah, tell us about it. I it's got Roy Scheider. I know that because first you of all, just yeah, showed me that. Without getting into the weeds, cool, uh, what's the uh, 2001 sometimes uh, uh, competes for my favorite movie of all time. Sometimes. It's in my top 10 for it's sure. It's my number all one. All the time. Mm-hmm. So that's the basis of which. So anyway, go ahead. No, it's it's 2001. So I saw these two movies for the first time a week apart. So as a kid, you know, when I was 12, I was obsessed with space. I had books on NASA and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. pre-internet. And Shocking. I noticed that there was not a lot of space <laughs> movies. Yeah, it's typical Aspie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd seen... Typical Aspie. I'd seen Silent Running. I had seen, uh, you know... Um, wow. Like, I'm just Someone's, I'm just a straight shooter. That's someone's all. Someone's tickled over here. It was pretty great. Comment, self-commentary. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm more self-aware than I used to be. Yeah, okay. Um, so... I'd seen, you know, the Star Trek movies. I'd seen Silent Running mm-hmm. and Robinson Crusoe on Mars. And then I of course, see of course. 2001. <laughs> yeah, that and thing was all over the fucking TV. 2001. 2001. Even on VHS, even mm. on that crappy TV, yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It's and I was like... unbelievable, yeah. I, it was like my first art film, I guess. And mm-hmm. I was like... A week later, I decided, well, let me rent the sequel, 2010. Okay. And I love 2010, <laughs> All right. but it's a different flavor. Oh, fuck sure. yeah. I can see it. it didn't have Kubrick in it. Yeah. Well, what happened was Arthur C. Clarke, 10 years after 2001, yep. he decided to write a, a sequel. Okay. He told Kubrick, and Kubrick's like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm making The Shining, right? I'm, you, I can't I torture enough people the, on this the, new one. You mean The Shinning. The Shinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, good pull. I liked it, Tom. I got to... Yeah. Do you want to get sued? Um, and and so Arthur C. Clarke wrote the novel. It's set nine years later. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a really good novel. And it was actually a bestseller. It shot up to like yeah, the yeah. top number one bestseller. Well, as I recall, it kind of it rode the wave of 2001. Because, yeah. Because, you know, by yeah. that time, that was, part, that was heavily into the cultural zeitgeist. And it was like, oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need a cultural <laughs> shower. Mm. Oh, I cultural taste <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Let's... Well, so, yeah. So it, it came out the same month as... <laughs> Dune. Have said enough of us. And <laughs> shut up, you guys. I gotta talk about this movie. Go ahead. I I don't know. I just it, it's a so Peter Hyams wrote and directed it, what? adapting the book, and he is a solid filmmaker. He'd done Busting, 
Outland, Capricorn One. I, like I love Capricorn One. Outland Capricorn One really in Outland's very underrated. You got Elliot Gould and O.J. Simpson, and then later he did Running Scared with, Greg, with Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal, which I which I low key loved. And the, I hear the Presidio is pretty good. I don't know. And with, the Star wait, with the, the Presidio with the uh, Sean Connery and Sean Connery. yeah, Mark a big this um, is too powerful. Terrible yeah. Star Chamber, pretty good Star Chamber. I want to see it. Yeah, Peter Hyams. He's one of those directors that what? has just a solid filmography, but he's, he's kind of under the radar. I think um, he's got Gary fifty-seven Burgos. flavors, but yeah, yeah and <laughs> fifty-seven pickup. No. Um, and and so he knew. I it. liked it. No, you're five over, but I liked it. It was good. <laughs> he was Peter Himes knew it was a fool's errand mm-hmm. to do a sequel to Kubrick in that style, so he purposely made it as different as he could. Okay. So that'd be hard to compare it the mm-hmm. two. Makes sense. And so you know, unlike 2001, you have like snappy, witty banter, dialogue. You right. have um, sound in space. I mean, the effects are really good. You have. Um, a great cast. You got Roy Scheider, Helen Mirren. She plays a Soviet commander. Of course. And so they hitch a ride with the... In this movie, in this world, the Cold War has escalated. And yep. although our relations with Russia are kind of back to that again. And yeah, yeah. they that's, realize that... That's the, Putin at my life. Uh, yeah, they, motherfucker, oh, you beat me to it. I fucked it up too. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to do that. Yeah, damn it. Go ahead. That was good. Putin on the Ritz. Putin on the Ritz. Oh. No, no, no. Okay. Comrade. No. Uh, so what they find is in this movie, the Americans discover <laughs> that the Soviets are going to reach Jupiter first, yeah, and they want to get the Discovery, the spacecraft, yeah, and uh, so they decide to Roy Scheider, he uh, uh, he, him and Bob Balaban, who programmed the HAL Nine Thousand, mm-hmm. and John Lithgow, who knows the Discovery, he's an engineer. They all hitch a ride with these Soviets, yep, and then they decide to reawaken the HAL Nine Thousand. They find the ship. With the caveat that he'll hmm. he'll try to reprogram him ah. to uh, not you know it's like why did Hal kill the astronauts in the first film? So here's the thing: if you like the mystique of 2001, if you don't want everything answered for you, then probably not see this movie. Okay. But if you want a solid space film that the just, origin story, yeah, if you want a solid space film that just stands on its own legs, it's kind of like. It's a good sequel to a great original, kind of like Psycho 2. Psycho 2 is a solid little I'll give sequel. you that. I think Psycho 2 is actually a good-ish it's movie. A, yeah, it's a three-star yep. sequel to a four-star movie. So yep. I, I would say revisit 2010. Well and, put, by the way. Yeah, a three-star yeah. sequel to a four-star. That's, I like yeah. yeah. I trust you. Three-star sequels. That's Three and my a half. website. <laughs> Three star sequels. I gotta be, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little bit out uh, on this one with you guys. I'm a little out of step with you guys, and uh, that I find 2001 um, boring. boring as fuck. Yeah, hmm. um, I I mean, here's the thing: it's not possible to argue its greatness. That's just not a thing. Yep, it genuinely is. Of but you're gonna like, well, but it's space. It's meant to be boring. Yeah, well, it fucking worked. So, I'm not bored by it though. <laughs> Any more? This is like when people say. Um, Dr. Zhivago, boring. I, I'm not bored by That's Dr. Zhivago or Lawrence of Arabia or this movie. Man. Yeah, 2001, especially when you watch it on the big screen or in, in 4K, it's yep. like I I don't feel the running time. I just go with its rhythms. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I But Rhythm I get method, it. Yeah. I made my peace with the fact, you know, when I was a younger film nerd, I used to be all militant mm-hmm. about And now it's like, okay, it's not for everybody. Of course. It's like, yeah. you know, Dummies, Rock Hudson dummies famously. Dummies need not apply. 
Rock Hudson famously got up during the premiere. Put together a podcast with this cocksucker. <laughs> I saw a Rock Hudson Doris Day movie. I used to I used to howl at those movies when I was a kid. My wife and I rented one Pillow Talk for the library. Yeah. I mean, it's a little fun, but boy, those movies are horrible. <laughs> They're just bad movies. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah. I hear. I don't know why that was surprising to me, but uh, not that good. But I'm glad that you tied that into 2010. So. It's an obvious <laughs> connection. Well, because in 2001, Rock Hudson, during the premiere, he gets up. He's like, can someone tell me what the hell this movie is about? Like halfway yeah. through. Oh, Probably harshed his where we started. Lose weight with AIDS. I hear and, um, yeah. Wow. Wow. We hey. go from 2010 to Rock oh, Hudson Unnecessary, to Tom. Um, Jesus, so, Joseph and Mary. Yeah. yeah. So that's my okay. spiel for 2010. Uh, I accept my it. Favorite. I accept it. We're glad you accept it, Jim. Tommy. All right. Um, I got to go with this one. This I. Hear it. Oh, I love this movie. It doesn't. I don't. I haven't seen it since I saw it like six times in the fucking movie theater. All right. Night of the Comet. Damn you! That was another one on my I list. I love that Look, movie. We got backups. Yeah, no problem. Night of the Comet. Talk to <laughs> us about it. It's, it's a night. It's got comments. Oh, oh my it's god! A good it's cleansing like a powder too. Up there. Yeah. Uh, it's such a fun movie. It's, yeah. yeah, it's just fun, dumb movie. It's what it's like. Uh, comets pass by the Earth and yep. they cause like zombies or some kind of take on that. I don't remember that part. I think it is a zombies. Right? So yeah. half the people who are fully exposed. Are reduced to red dust. Yeah, right. right. And, then, and then the ones that are partially exposed become they become like zombie yeah. yeah. But it just has a has a young woman mm. running around in shorts that uh, just kind of did it. That's for all me. that you needed. Back that really is all that I need. <laughs> Catherine Mary I think it, Stewart. But, but yeah. I think for what it is, it's it's it, you know it's yep. good. I mean, it's like it's not it's it's not that. It's not scary. It's it's really a horror movie if it's anything, but right. it kind of doesn't. Kind of falls down on that because of you know hot short lady running across. Sure, um, but uh, you know it's it's good. I mean, I, I I enjoyed it very much at the time, and not just because of that, but also it was you know it it really sort of appealed to my uh, sense of uh, man, well, the world should get blown up. You know, I really kind of <laughs> should was, get blown. Yeah, up. yeah, I was into the uh, the Armageddon scenario at that mm. point. I was living at home. Anyway, oh so, yeah, that'll yeah, explain it all right. Yeah. yeah. So um, um, it just it just it, it appealed to me on so many ways. I'm not kidding when I say I saw it at least six times in the theater, probably more. Nice. Uh, did you were these things where you stayed for a repeat performance or six different admissions? Um, yeah, I think there were there might have been at least one repeat performance. Yep. But yeah, just coming back because I used to there was this there was this movie theater uh, that just down the the street from me, and they had like nine theaters and no way of controlling whether you what movie you would go see once you got past the gate right. so i just boom i was just i just went and watched movies over and over again like i would spend all fucking day in that theater nice so that's you know night of the comet was one of those movies you know what happens to kids who do that all day they become podcasters movie yeah. podcasters harry later bombs. On. Oh, sorry. oh harry bombs of course yeah. yes yes yeah night of the comet is such a fun movie and believe it or not my parents my normie parents actually turned me on to that movie in the mm. 90s uh-huh. and it was before I hadn't seen you know I hadn't it was before I saw the Omega Man and, and all these other films so I was just like whoa this post apocalyptic right. this apocalyptic with these two valley girls and then they meet up with some other people and right. it's oh, it's hair just like fun. this oh, fucking beautiful yeah they're both they they mm-hmm. play uh, yeah, valley and girls and, and it really it, 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 it plays to the movie that they didn't take themselves too seriously when they made this movie yeah it's, they it's were a blast. not under the impression they were making 2001 here 
or 2010. Yeah. <laughs> and the way that when the yeah. girls party in the mall by themselves, yeah, you know, yeah. and the whole um, yeah. oh yeah, and that really appealed to me too because I have I like always I think every kid has the fantasy at some point, but I was really into it at that yeah. point. Oh. The fantasy of like like the false world that a mall could could create for you. You know what I'm saying? You, you mean spend, if you were there alone in the mall. Right. You yeah. do, everything you need is in there. Oh, you need a bed, just go down to the mattress store. You need Victoria's Secrets, try on some pantyhose, do a little show for yourself. Your face yeah, and run yeah, yeah, Wetzel's pretzels. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I hate pretzels, but okay. Sam Goody. You hate pretzels? I don't like pretzels. I don't like the little the hard pretzels. I, I like really the big soft ones. No. I like them soft. I like yeah. them classic. Listen, ladies, we like said. it soft. Yeah. Yeah. Although, uh, that being said, I'll amend it. I do like the new thing about putting peanut butter inside. That's, I don't like that. Of course you don't. You, you hate joy. You hate joy. Well, it's just too much. I don't know what that means. That, that's delicious. You know, you true, don't know what that means. You're not that's a, good a point. true foodie. You insulted Joseph. him a little bit, a <laughs> little, little bit, a little bit, a little bit, oh, motherfucker. Anyways, Night um, of the Comet. Yeah, Night of the Comet. Grass. It's that it's movie. it's a it's a true cult film, well, and everybody, at this point, yeah, yeah, everybody I've shown it to, they love it. It's it's just such a fun. If you hate it's Night of the wrong. Comet, then you're you're dead to me. You're just. You're t- <laughs> <laughs> really, Joe? Hate that movie. Please. I don't. Oh, how oh, dare oh, you! Very mean. I am very mean. Yeah, but I love. Yeah, but I love. But I love, but, but I love. teenage I comet Dude, zombies. This Evan guy. Yeah, yeah, Evan's the best. This guy. Oh, he's, like a, he's like a cherub of movies. <laughs> All right, now I'm in for some trouble on this one. Oh boy, here we go. Okay, Hot take. I love it. The I love it. My brother hates it. I love it. Brother hates. I love. That's my intro. Joe has a brother. I have a brother. He hates this movie. Oh, I you love know what? It. I think your brother hates this movie. Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America, I oh. think, is a masterpiece. I like it. I, 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 you got your, first of all, your tolerable James Woods back when he was a, a tolerable person. <laughs> Videodrome. Yeah. Oh, Videodrome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's epic. It, uh, you got a De Niro. And um, by the way, it's the reverse problem, or it's the thing that's the problem now with De Niro. De Niro now, I mean, Scorsese, stop, stop trying to make him 27 in parts of your movies. Yeah. But here it's the opposite. He is a young man, however old he was, 40 or something when this movie's made. And then he ages. You got the song Yesterday. Yeah. You got the, the thing with him and the girl who becomes the ballerina, the famous ballerina later on, who he, he sexually assaults. You got, oh, you got Tuesday Weld, who, by the way, wow. Tuesday, wow, well, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You, you go to Cincinnati Kid sixty five. You got your, <laughs> you got your Anne Margaret, and I'm like, yeah, Anne Margaret, great. Tuesday Weld, move over, Anne Margaret. I love the Tuesday Weld. I love Tuesday Weld, but I don't know that I'd make that. Oh, sorry, huh? but but uh, I I love everything about it's it's like it's like somebody went back to like let's say Public Enemy or something and said we have the studio money, the technology to make this an actual epic like a like a three and a half four hour whatever it is it's a different director's cuts all that sort of stuff i love the music burt young from rocky's in it he's great i mean it's fucking uh i love every aspect of it and it's another one of those things where i think uh some people who dislike it well boring it's long but it's like some movies are long what do you want they're they're, they have a lot to to say stupid that's what they want well yeah obviously that's a good point but uh (laughs) but i mean it's like sometimes you need a certain amount of time i I reference kills of flower moon 
You don't like its length? I, I guess I get it, but sometimes you need to get in there and really sit with the movie. You need to marinate with its greatness, and that's what is true about this movie. I, it's not flawless. It's not flawless, but I mean, the whole the the the, the early tenement they stretch out. A, normally, a movie that's two and a half hours, let's say, instead of four hours or whatever this movie is. Normally, the tenement scene would be <laughs> under underplayed this one they spent a good 40 45 minutes and that them as kids that tenement scene the the police officer who they blackmail into paying for their uh prostitute visits the the their friend uh, who who runs the jewish uh, bakery mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh this is a girl that oh, sorry, i'm a little excited here there's a girl in the That's tenement building Joe's great, who great gives things about who Joe. gives pussy away for for uh yeah. for danishes or whatever and the kid it's this great scene where the kid gets a danish and he's waiting outside he's like i'm finally gonna get some ass and he can't he's looking at the danish and he can't help himself he eats the danish and she comes out what do you want nothing i'm out of here (laughs) i love this movie from start to fucking finish it's sad treat williams Mm. uh, rest in peace oh that's right yeah he got hit by a car he's no longer a treat <laughs> he reminds me of Tom, an unrecognizable road feature. All right, Aww. so uh, un- you funny. Hack. I know well a little hack. Um, got that from the internet. Yeah, definitely, no doubt about it. So um, anyway, I love this movie. I think everything about it's great. I have not. S- I watched about half an hour of it late at night, and <laughs> yeah. I fell asleep. Oh. Not that I wasn't into the movie. No, that's fair. It's but it's a brutal movie, just it's from brutal. what I've seen. It's got it's, a lot. It's yeah. got some brute. So I, I mean, you know, during the pandemic, we, you and I did an episode on Once Upon a Time in, in the West. Yeah, I remember which that. Which I think is Leone's masterpiece. I think yeah. it's the best so, thing he ever did, yeah. I think so. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch, I'm going to try and carve out some time to watch Once Upon a Time in America and yep. see if it holds up to in the west i think it's great no i'm gonna say it doesn't i think it's mm. it's maybe uh, that, like that's it another thing is um so i'm gonna say yeah the movie is a little bit long but it's sergio leone that's what he does yeah, right he's the most indulgent great director i can think he of. doesn't he's make 90 there. minute movies he he's doesn't there. fuck around. that's true when he wants something he will do that thing yeah regardless so yeah it's a little bit long but i love it and i love period piece movies yep and this is one of the better ones mm-hmm. as far as that goes it really so gets the, yeah. the look and feel of new york like i think Start in the late 30s or something like that. Yeah. It's about Jewish it's, gangsters, right? Yeah, the Jewish gangsters. Let me mm-hmm. tell you, boy, chick. But, um, but yeah, the I real mean, it's... Uh, wow. Racist. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's an excellent movie. I don't think it compares to any of his Westerns. Because the Western, like, is a medium that's not only designed for him, but he kind of designed the fucking medium. Like, his spaghetti Westerns are yep. his, him at his best. I would say but the, I think it's a, it's an excellent film. And the if place you want to talk about a, great movies of 1984, yeah. I'm going to go, Joe's not as dumb as normal. <laughs> I would, also, it's like, the thing to compare it to is, let's say, like, anything from uh, Godfather, Godfather 2 to Goodfellas. But here's the thing. The reason that you, it's a little apples and oranges is it's so it's in that genre and yet it takes on that genre way differently than those movies do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. good. Yeah, it's yeah. its own because it's, it's got that Dago taste on it. Yeah. It's got a little Dago. <laughs> Who's the racist now? Yeah. <laughs> um, Dago. It's Tom. What? Yeah. Dago. Yeah. So so okay so <laughs> that's this, a clean of Flora. Wasn't this Leone's last movie? Right. <laughs> it was. It was his last movie, and yep. it was wasn't. Killed but them. was it also his first movie? We actually recorded set. Sound on set. You guys, uh, because I, in all I, I this, refer to you, you can't ask that question. Because in all the spaghetti westerns, we don't, we don't even all, care. Well, the, the Italian films they didn't. 
because they had I watched actors it on Betamax. Because they had actors from different countries, they just had yeah. them. You know, Clint spoke his words in English. Then you had a French actor next to him speaking in French. Well be. I don't know. Yeah. And I think Could this be. is the first time he he shot in English with an all English speaking cast. And so they actually brought on sound instead of looping or dubbing everything. Who was the best voice? Totally redeems Who's himself <laughs> by asking that dumb question. Beautiful, well played. You you think that was an insult? It wasn't. Was no, great. no, it was I'll a compliment, compliment with a little insult sewn inside. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, backhanded <laughs> because my name is Tom. So mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fat shady. <laughs> my name is Tom. All right. <laughs> Sorry. You, you, you guys caught me at a very uh, Aspergeries time for me. Oh, like Aspie. So many, Aspie is the way I really Aspie. Like so, so many, like, uh, so many things shady. are flying like over my that. head and subtext. <laughs> I do provide a lot of. I just shady. I can only talk about. Movies That's right. Today. You do. All right. Come on, Evan. Sorry. Give us number four. What number? Okay, we're on number four. Yep. Well, since you, I have to like look up other movies from '84. Oh, well, I'll talk about 1984. Okay. The adaptation yep. that was shot. But what movie are you talking about? Huh? All right, go ahead. 1984, yeah. yep. 1984, yep. and I still haven't read the book. <laughs> yep. But I, I just want to That is a great book, by the way. Today, I got to say, that, that book is not overrated. Oh, it's, it's really good. Oh, it's a tremendous book. It's tremendous. Well, it's pretty much the world we live in it's now. It's the I most mean, readable mm-hmm. of his books. You know, yeah. where the news is manipulated mm-hmm. and there's surveillance everywhere. I mean, we're living in 1984. It, mm-hmm. it sucks. Mm-hmm. Get me out of this dystopia. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, it's such a... I remember catching it on the sci-fi channel in the 90s. I never dystopia. I respect it too much. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. And, and I, I remember catching it on TV. And I was so... It's before I saw Br- Terry Gilliam's Brazil. Mm. And I was like... Love Brazil. Which mm. is... You could argue Sounds that like... like a like, whale over there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You could argue that uh, Brazil is better than 1984, the movie, because Brazil Maybe. adds Maybe. comedy and yeah. adds some Fellini-esque... Abstract. Terry Gilliam yeah. stuff. Terry but Gilliam. I, I love 1984. Brazil is definitely a better film, but 84 is like... It's just... From what I hear, it's a mm-hmm. great adaptation. Yeah. Um, make sure when you watch it that you watch the version with the Eurythmics soundtrack because mm-hmm. it's actually not as bombasty as or poppy as you would think. It's actually kind of in the movie. It's actually kind of a minimalist. Mm-hmm. Okay. It adds yeah. to the somber tone. I mean, this is a dark movie, just it's, like the book. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't pull its punches, Mm-mm. and it has a great. You know, everybody. It looks like what must have been in Orwell's head when he wrote you know there's nothing futuristic it's all retro yeah yeah and 40s haircut and style and um yeah Richard Burton's last role they had to prop him up but he he does a good job he died of basically alcoholism right? yeah 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 he had no liver at that point but Hmm, at at least he ended on that film you know um yeah no I admit I've never seen this movie Mm. so I mean I've read the book a couple of times but I've never seen the movie, so I, I well, no idea. It's I, easy to see. No, I referenced this earlier. I mean, yeah. not to be base or anything, not to take away from the great literature that this movie is, but boy, does it have an enormous bush in it. I mean, I, this bush is like, it starts at her chin. It's a ridiculous bush. Well, got to watch it in high def. Yeah, I... There, I now's your case for high uh, def. I forgot about your like, Blu-ray. Winston, and uh, played by John Hurt, and the, yep. the young lady he's with, they have this whole conversation where they're just butt naked. <laughs> Winston played by John Hurt and some coos. That's nicely put, Devin. Well, I, I, I think I know. I forgot. Samantha, something Hamilton is her name. Not Linda Susan Hamilton. Hamilton. Maybe. Okay, I don't know. I, just, Sorry. I know it's Hamilton, but I don't remember. Anyway, it's yeah, just yeah. very, it's largely forgotten very this film nicely. now. Like, yeah, yeah. 
more people have read the book these days than have seen this film. But wow, if you're gonna, that's a weird thing to say. It is weird, yeah. Because okay. you know, but it, it's it's true. It's like a lot of when people talk about 1984, I'll be like, you know, there was a movie made in 1984, and they're like, really? Mm-hmm. And uh, definitely watch that. Don't watch the one from the 50s. I hear it's rubbish. It's with Ed, um, Edmund O'Brien. It would have to be. There's terrible. no way. You're I mean, I like get Edmund O'Brien. Sanchez, I love Edmund O'Brien. You're not going to be able to get 1984 past the Sanchez of the 50s. Yeah, I mean, it was the Hayes what, Code. Kind of a I mean, weird uh, irony there. Yeah, they didn't have the. They couldn't. They had to pull I, their punches. Yep. In the 50s. Sure. Mm-hmm. So no, I I approve of this choice. It oh, wasn't yeah. on my list, but I approve of this. Cho- it's a good one. I like it. <laughs> Joseph Bruce. Mother. Finally, trying to be yeah, supportive. Time. <laughs> All right, Tommy. Come on, for... Dad. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. So you're... Yeah, I want to see that movie now. I I have to be honest. I um, in preparation from this, I think I well, I think I also caught the trailer there, but I had watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. Looks interesting. So definitely. Yeah. All right. Did we get through five? Or is this no, no, five? This is, this is this we're on the four. final okay. ones. No, no. We're on number four. This is the yeah, fourth this is round. number four. Okay. Oh, we have man. one more round of this. Oh. This is almost hack. I'm All almost right, let's just say this one. Can you guess? Ghostbusters? Spinal Tap. Oh, oh it's not hack. That's a great movie. Oh, it is a great movie. Speaking I of Spinal Tap. Tremendous I forgot about that. It's like, how much more black could this album be? And the, the answer is Goes to 11. I mean, it's such a part of the fucking It uh, is great. And Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner turns out he's a great director. Yeah. Yeah. And this did. is proof. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, this and Harry Met Sally. Love when Harry Met Sally. It's, it's the only misery. tolerable Billy Crystal ever. Misery. 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 It's one of the best Stephen King adaptations. I think it's absolutely the best Stephen King adaptation. Yeah. For sure. It's... Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we could go on about misery, but um, sure. Love company. This, yeah, these three people know that fucking topic. Mm. We're miserable. Mm. Yeah, this is Spinal Tap. Is Spinal such a Tap? Classic. It's classic. Yeah. It's got it's got so many great little like cameos in it that I'm not even because I don't yeah. I don't know if Bruno Kirby was a name at that point, even though he'd been in Godfather He's the limo driver, too. right? Yeah, he's the limo yeah, driver, yeah, yeah. but he's in it. <laughs> Fran Dresser's in it. There's a little Billy Crystal in his second most palatable role. Dana Carvey is a mime. Is he? Like, yeah, well, he's that, the one Billy he's Crystal. The he's like, come on, mime is money. And, yeah. and Dana no, Carvey. him. I didn't know that was him. Doesn't anyway. speak. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just such a it's funny. great movie. It's it funny, really, funny stuff. It's genuinely the best of those kinds of movies. Mockumentaries. Mock are those guys, really. Christopher you know, Guest. Christopher yeah. Guest, you know, sort of took that on. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how much that was Christopher Guest's vehicle and that was just directed by Rob Reiner. But what a fucking movie that thing is. So many... I've never been in a band, but everybody I know who's been in a band, like, adores that movie. Yeah. I heard a lot of rock stars, like Mick Jagger, when that movie came out, he's like, why are people laughing? This really happened. We really did... You know, we've all gotten <laughs> lost backstage at some point. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, my favorite... My, the best joke in the... Well, the best joke in the whole thing is Stonehenge. Yeah. That's the best joke. No, the fuck the napkin. Time. That's just, based on a real. That's based yeah, on yeah. the Born Again album by Black Sabbath. They had a. Uh, they, they created a Stonehenge stage set that was. It turned out to be too big for most of the arenas. They had to cancel the tour. <laughs> oh, they had the opposite. Where was, yeah, that. Oh, the other one is. Uh, oh, yeah, the Jimmy Page thing where he's like playing the violin against the guitar. Oh, Fucking yeah. great, man. The zucchini wrapped in tinfoil. Oh, Speaking so of... It's all good. Yoko Ono is in it. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, he's like, it's your fucking wife. She's not my wife. Well, whatever the fuck she is. Yeah, it's oh. <laughs> So good. Like, it's anything, like, just, it was all thing, improvised. Uh, and, yeah, exactly. It was brilliantly done. And then, like, oh, the, maybe... Uh, God damn it. It's, it's like 
trying to pick my favorite joke out of this fucking movie is difficult. I think maybe the part where they're mm-hmm. like on the Air Force Base trying to, it's like near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Fred the Air Willard. Force Base, and just, you could just hear Air Force, you know, like radio traffic coming yep. through their sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, fuck! Supposedly that happened to uh, Marlon Brando where he refused to repeat his lines, so he had an earpiece uh-huh. and it started picking up the police radio uh, <laughs> things and stuff. That, that's Robbery just so much in Apocalypse Now. Yeah. yeah it's uh, and yeah, that movie is it's just in, an inarguably good movie. And what's fun is that every time you watch this is Spinal Tap, I always catch something funny that I miss. Just tiny yes, like yes, remember the scene yeah. with the rival band where Her- Howard Hessman uh, the guy from uh, WKRP. I love Howard Hessman, yeah. He and head says, of the class. Head of the yeah. class, yeah. Well, it's something I missed uh, before that oh, I caught. Jesus, yeah, that is. Johnny Fever. Johnny Fever is head of the class also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go ahead, okay. sorry. What's great is like when they, they meet their rival band and Howard Hessman is their manager. He goes, yeah, well, um, it's nice talking to you guys, but uh, now we're going to have to go over here. <laughs> That's how he exits the conversation. Right, right, right. Exploding we have to go drummers. over to yeah. here now. So many exploding drummers, boom, right? Boom, just so yeah, it's pretty. The fact that they have to open for a puppet show <laughs> oh. at the end. Yeah, they're, they're I fucking jazz Odyssey. He's like, damn it. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have a bigger dressing room than the puppets. Like, <laughs> it just. But that's the other thing, too, is they're all like, they're all like, like, just slightly smart enough to get that they're fucked. That, that they're fucked. That's the, kind of one of the great things about it. They're all just smart enough to get that, but not to not be fucked. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, that's a good observation. Ah, well done. I like it. Well, you got, hold on, Pema. Okay, I can't reach. Number <laughs> goes to eleven. Number four. Uh, Tommy, number Pema's four. Pema's one. Uh, I know. Coming in at number four. Oh, was okay. Tommy. <laughs> I forgot that that was yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you did. All right, a little serious blank. now. I'm probably going to be alone on this one, but I love this movie. It makes me cry. John Lennon connection. The Killing Fields. Yep. Oof. Oh, that's a fucking brutal movie, yeah. man. Real life stuff. Sam Waterston when he was mm-hmm. not old and cranky. This is the movie about like creating Disneyland initially, right? Right. Oh, so, yes. Ah, it kid. is a small world. I saw it in the theaters. So, yeah, I didn't rewatch this movie. I mean, I mean, Ooh. it's it's brutal, but it's not it's not gratuitous in a way. I mean, it's just like it's slowly. It, it has all the tension that that Hitchcock would have built into something. Something's happening. You know, it's wrong at every moment. Something yeah. is wrong and and dreadful is going to happen, and then it just slowly kind of goes there in a meandering fashion. And and Waterston is great, and and so was John Malkovich. By the way, he was oftentimes great, but he's really great in this one. Waterston, Jesus Christ! Waterston's the main guy. He's he's yeah. the guy who who I don't I didn't who left that the other part. guy behind. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. that thing is like, what do you do when the Came on Rouge comes left his in? Behind, he left his buddies behind. But what do you do in that situation? He's got to leave. Yeah, and he's got to yeah, leave the guy behind and and help his family out mm-hmm. over to New York. But it's like that whole it's got two acts like two and a half acts let's say the last sort of half act is 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 him sort of reconnecting finally with the guy he left behind the vietnamese guy he left behind but it's the first thing is they're they're holed up in that embassy and it's like everyone knows the outside shots cambodian right from the embassy yeah where where the uh the helicopters are landing on the roofs and Mm -hmm. and that's a a classic scene but this is from inside and them trying to sort of create a a false passport for the guy to get him out and it's not working and they're realizing they're gonna have to let this guy go this guy who's been so loyal to them so that's like kind of act one and and then act two is the whole following following the vietnamese guy in the killing fields themselves yeah and it is 
Oh, it's a it's a sob fest. It's I what, have not seen this so movie depressing. Yet. And by the way, I just want to make a comment on what you said. It's not gratuitous, yeah. Except to the extent that the event that they're talking it's about accurate. was disgusting. Oh, it was yeah. crazily gratuitous. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. It is uh, quite a little movie. About two it's and a half hours. It's a little bit of a stretch, but uh, and then it has a great uh, imagine John Lennon's imagine when they finally reunite. Oh wow! And he's not sure. Waterston's not sure. Is this guy going to fucking punch me in the face? Yeah. Oh, and it's like the guy is just so grateful not only to be out, but to see him again. It's like it's a movie that's obviously about the killing fields, but it's also about loyalty. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm tearing up a little bit right now. I'm not kidding you. I'm just thinking about Damn. it. Move on. Yeah, sorry about that. That was me. Number- <laughs> to be fair, my apartment <laughs> helps. My apartment's very dusty, so dust yeah. is going to get in your eyes. Yeah, all right. Uh, okay, we're on to number five, the final. The final. Well, you guys forced me to pick another film yep. that's not quite as talked about <laughs> nowadays but should be and it's uh, called The Hit directed by Stephen Frears never heard of this kind of it is a either, actually. British gangster movie but mm-hmm. it's also a road movie set in Spain so um, uh, let me so Terrence Stamp plays mm, a uh, British gangster who decides to uh, I like Stampy yeah he testifies oh, well no one can lick him <laughs> you want to lick that stamp <sighs> He testifies against the other gangsters. He pulls a Henry Hill. Yeah. Uh, he goes to jail. Yeah. Or no, he, he they go to jail, and he goes down to Spain to hide. And so 10 years oh, what later... What a perfect world that would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of them did. So 10 years later, these uh, the, the, the mob guy sends these two hitmen, played by a very young Tim Roth and John Hurt. John Hurt mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And their job is to escort him... Back to England. John Hurt was in every decent movie in the eighties for Britain. Yeah, John Hurt's great. He's, He's still great. Yep. And it's it's like it turns into this crazy road movie where Terrence Stamp knows he's gonna die. These guys have him at gunpoint in their car, and they they're forced to bring along uh, the mistress of this other guy they whack. And it just turns into this really weird, really kooky road trip across Spain where Terrence Stamp he becomes very he's very zen. He like accepts his fate. Maybe that changes yeah. in the third act of the film, but uh, it has music by uh, Eric Clapton and um, this really good guitar player. Ah, I, I'm Jeff, not gonna Jeff Beck guy. It's 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 got this great guitar music. It's got the Spanish countryside, the cinematography. It's yep. low key. Mm-hmm. It's low key. Uh, a real sleeper film from the '80s that I, I highly recommend. That, that that's hit. you've you've given me your the first uh, in our conversation today. One I've just never heard of, and yep. and therefore I'm in. I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. It's a Terrence Stamp. I mean, I like and John. I mean, John Hurt. I can watch John Hurt. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you guys beat me to the punch with the movies that were also on my list. So that forced me to pull out a yeah. deep cut. That All happens. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. All right, good. good. Okay. Uh, what's it called again? The Hit. The Hit. Got 1984. it. 1984. Right. Yeah. All Tim right. Roth is crazy young in that movie, and he's mm. great. Yeah. You know, he plays this this young trigger happy. Mm. You know, little hitman. Okay, okay. Check I it out. It was a, I think it was a dark time in my life, which is why, unlike any almost any other list, I'm going to go with yep. in my life. These the second my my second, I have another choice that's a horror movie. Okay, Children of the Corn. Oh. Love the Children of the Corn. It's a great. I think oh, it's children better. kill parents. I fucking love it. It's not boring. I'll give it. No, that. I don't like it. I I watched it recently for the first time uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, um. It's a wild movie. Yeah, I need to. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't. 
it, it's kind of like dream logic where it doesn't make sense logically, but it's like this. It does to he who lives behind the rose. dream of a film. It just it's so it, it did get under my skin. Now that I think about it, I hear you. I, I'm liking it more now that I think back on that film. Nice. Yeah, it was very husky at that point. Kernel of truth in that, no yeah, doubt. For sure. That right. kid who played the, the All right, leader. Pop. <laughs> he was like, "What was he like?" Uh, he, oh, the little, the little. The freak, it turned out he was twenty-five. My terror of redheads started that day. Oh yeah, <laughs> it doesn't treat gingers very nicely, or they oh. don't treat people very nicely. Well, I should say. Yeah. Bastard. Yeah. You know that little kid with the creepy eyes. He was like, mm-hmm. he's supposed to play four. He looked like he was fourteen. He was actually like twenty-six. Freaking Ralph Macchio of non-Ralph Machios. <laughs> yeah, I just I I like the I I. Did, I don't know if I could defend it. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It really was like an out of left field movie. I remember like just kind of wandering into this thing I'd never seen before. And then it's just, you know, but it, but it just, it unfolds. It's consistent within its own logic, but not for the rest of the world, for sure. But yeah, they get to massacre adults. I love that. Uh, it's great. Uh, I'm, it's like I'm that in. Star Trek episode, you know. Yeah, or the Twilight mm-hmm. Zone episode. Like you take children, you know, you, you take the terrifying element of children uncontrolled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you put them in charge. Wish them into the cornfield, just like the well, Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He who lives behind the cornrows. You live by the corn, you die by the corn. Corn. I dog. think we're done with the, the corn <laughs> puns. Joe, what do you got? <laughs> What's your to, five? Trying to wedge stock in there. So not, wait. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Now this one. Right, Quit being a cob, cobra. Uh, this one I love so much. First of all, I saw it. My sister took me to the movies on my birthday in 1984 in Santa Cruz. We movie hopped all day. Nice. We saw classics like uh, uh, Tarzan, Legend of Greystoke. God damn it, I love that movie. Et cetera, et cetera. I almost put that trailer in the appetizer. Okay, so this movie I have seen about a billion times. It just, I love every aspect of it. Hotel New Hampshire. It's based on a John Irving novel. Oh. Most John Irving, by the way, whether in film version or book version, I'm like, I, I, I got about, half, raped. I I got know, about okay. half of my energy into this. And I'm like, all right, some guy's a coconut. He's a businessman. <laughs> he's also a surgeon. I don't give a shit. Okay, Garp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this movie has, I guess, all of that stuff. And I've never incest? read the book. It definitely has yes. incest. Which I heard about it. I haven't seen very it. Very uncomfortable when I was 12 watching a movie with my college age sister. But, but it's fucking great. Jodie Foster's always great. Great. Rob she Lowe was in that. I would watch it just for that. Amazing yeah, in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I never think of Bo uh, Bridges. I just don't. I just never think of him. He's great. He's great in it. The, the uh, Seth Green is seven years. I think this is his film debut. Oh, wow. I as a seven year old. I mean, it every aspect of it. I still find. Oh, Matthew Modine is in it in two separate roles. Uh, nice. N- Natasha Kaninsky as a, Natasha Kaninsky as a bear. Natasha Kaninsky. Whatever. Okay, well, I Kyle just want to make sure daughter. we're talking about that. Uh, Roman Polanski's oh, Jesus. girlfriend for ten seconds. That one. Okay. Oh, I, I just, I mean, it's, it's funny. It's very dramatic. It's also like a totally absurd. Um, it speaks to things that you feel in your youth and then other things you're curious about. I mean, it really, for some, it's not a movie you'd think is made for 13-year-olds, but the way it hit me as a 13-year-old uh, yeah, and now as a 52-year-old, I love that movie. I remember read a couple of his books and they kind of, like, I read Hotel New Hampshire. I never saw the movie. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of, it kind of fucked with my head as a as a. It's a head fucker, but it's like it, you, you enjoy it. And maybe I just got in at the ground floor at the right age. Maybe if I saw it when I was 20, I would have been like, this is a piece of uh, baloney, pardon mm-hmm. my language. But it's fucking, ugh, it's ugh. great. Did you kiss your mother yeah, with that mouth? <laughs> I've seen baloney it. Baloney It has I've a first heard, name. 
No, I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. Uh, I have seen World According to Garp. That's, that's I, I didn't like that. I, I, I liked it. I, didn't I saw it. that a couple of times in the theaters it. because it was so intriguing to me. Lithgow is, is someone I like. Uh, I'm sure probably the thing, the idea of cross-dressing or transvestitism was unique and interesting. And so at the time, so I'll give it credit for that. Uh, Robin Williams, I think, is uh, my take on him is always unfunny, great actor, mm-hmm. uh, but it just didn't come together for me. Well, Lith- Lith- his wife bit a man's dick off. That freaked yeah, me like out car accident. so much. Yeah. That, but I gotta say, like watching it, I watched it recently, and Lithgow's character is a trans woman, what we would call now, mm-hmm. and she is actually her character is actually treated with respect in the film oh no no I'm not saying which that which is rare you're right. for it's not a great film. movie you're right no no but I know what you're I, uh, fair enough that doesn't factor into it it's just I'm actually saying like be, I'm trying to give it all the, the credit it deserves even for being ahead of its time and still it just Didn't I don't know and me. even Cider House Rules which is, is probably one of his more straightforward things mm. I'm like oh I, it's enjoyable but like once yeah but also the, I mean Here's the thing. Uh, I know you don't particularly care for uh, Robin Williams in his any role. Mm-hmm. He's just too old to do that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even at right. the time, I was like, he's that hairy-wristed motherfucker. I, did, I didn't get it until movie. I read the book. That, that It's like, oh, yeah, he is too. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Nah, yeah. Ridiculous. But anyways, okay. Nanu, Hotel Nanu, New Hampshire, that one. buddy. What's that? Hotel New Hampshire. I Let's love it. It's, it's probably my favorite movie from that year, frankly. Okay. All right. For wow. reasons I can't defend, probably. You know, but whatever. But it's... Don't so are we done with our list? I think we're done. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Does anyone want to throw out one more without having a conversation around it? Just an honorable mention. I have an honorable mention. I do too. Okay. And it's not a defensible one. So Likewise. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I have one honorable think. mention. Okay. Well, let you me. You guys say yours first. Okay. I, I, this is why I was like. Evil that men do. I love the evil that men do. Oh, such a yeah. I do too. Mm-hmm. It's not a good movie. No, it it's, isn't. No, <laughs> that is a movie that's d- definitively gratuitous. It, it, it really it's it all shocked, about dick shots and poop. It shocked me so much when I was thirteen that mm-hmm. I got back then when something shocked me that hard, I got mad at it. Oh yeah, you know okay. that feeling yeah, 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 when you're yeah, yeah. mad as a kid about yeah. something that's shocking you. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what's yours, Tommy? Uh, I, I get. It. I laughed my balls off watching Romancing the Stone. Oh, that's a great movie. I love that great movie. Great girl. I'm surprised they didn't come up. Laughed my ass off DeVito, watching that. DeVito. That, that trio was great for a while. It oh. got Bob Zemeckis out of director jail and allowed him what to What was make, he in director jail for? It, he had done uh, Used Cars, which I love. He Was he raped that girl? Go ahead. No, not Bob Robert Zemeckis. All right. He did Used Car, which is a great comedy, but I love they, it. It, it was a flop at the box office. He Never. co-wrote 1941. So it's Ooh, like two in a row. Just because he was friends Ooh, with dang. Spielberg, yeah. he if Ooh. he was a female director, he would have been thrown in uh, Dude, director right? jail on the key. Uh, but finally, he had a hit with Romancing the Stone, and yeah. then uh, he did Back to the Future. And, yeah, but uh, yeah, I like that movie. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your uh, mine is uh, one that uh, very little people talk about now: Dreamscape. Uh, have with I think I've seen that. Dennis Quaid, Kate Capshaw. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, oh. um, Max von Sydow, where he uh, oh, is right it Sydow? I always say Sydow. I don't. Is know. it Sydow? Sydow House Rules. I don't know. <laughs> but it's a um, scores. I don't know if I don't know if it holds up now. But I, it was like it's a cool premise where psychics go into people's dreams. Yeah, and they use it to kill the try and kill the president. And uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Dreamscape. Okay, now as we trans, oh, this is the guy who calls him Steiger, by the way. So that's I, a, well, we can't take any any of his enunciations correctly. Yeah. It's it's enunciations, but uh, he knew. The, 
the uh, okay. Now as we transition into the two movies, kind of strange choices that How we're going to talk about. It's forever. Wow. It's Can we be... take a bathroom break for real? <laughs> you want to want to pause? Yeah. Now right, go ahead. This is the Once Upon a Time in America podcast about movies Seriously? that might include Once Upon a Time in America. Oh, mm-hmm. Actually, Tom, just put it on pause because I got a pee too. Oh, uh, boy. All right. Yeah, just say this. Turn it off. Turn it off. Hit the okay. pause. There, and see, now he's going to do some cutting, some editing. Mm-hmm. Unlike Sergio Leone. Good intro, Evan. <laughs> All right, so we're back. Ooh. Ow, biting, motherfucker. Yeah, that's a good uh, punch against like the old, the old man. Some Sergio. Yeah, that's right. Some My shade. second favorite Sergio. Go ahead, Mendez. Arionis. Uh, he was the guy who did like the bad, the, the mad marginals. Oh, yeah, okay. It was that's my good hero, call. Man. No, that's fun. I read, so, by fun. the way, I got a Mad Magazine for Christmas, as I do almost every Christmas for my wife. And I tell you, yeah. it's nostalgic, but it's not that funny. I got to say. Was it ever? Maybe. I don't know. I really don't. Wait, Happy, what are we talking about? Mad Magazine, Hammy Days. I oh, guess. well. Oh. Ooh. Good yeah. lord. Yeah. Well, uh, come on, child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Tell like, you know, Mad Magazine. It was punk rock back in the day, and now it's we're <laughs> But I hate punk that, rock. You know, All right. All right, ready? Yeah, it's post-meta. I prefer Ooh. post-punk. Yeah. Mm, uh, art uh, punk. I, like I, prefer Emily, I prefer Emily post-punk. <laughs> ah, take that, motherfucker. That was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. I liked it. All right. So now we're talking about two films, strange pairing that we put out for Ooh, 1984 man. films. I, now, Which first? Well, I was going to say, I my preference but i'll take anything is the one that's um not as interesting i'd like to to that i'm i'm sensing we probably all think is a good movie but doesn't have the juice that we had as teenagers you know what i mean juice all right, so we got Amadeus. It's just not going to be. We have Amadeus and uh, Amadeus and Red Dawn. I'd like to do Amadeus first. Oh, oh, wow, okay. But well, we were expecting to do the pulpy one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, no, you guys I got to say, like 1984 movies. I was talking like right at the beginning that I think, uh, like the best movie, one of the better movie movies is this one, Amadeus. It is. We're, we're all saying it, and this is my fault. Amadeus. It's Amadeus. 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 Amadeus, right? Yeah. Okay. It's Burrito, too. Come on, Jesus Christ. Directed by Milos Forman. I'm stuck on the Burrito, too. Yeah, well, as well. aren't we all? Aren't we all? Nah, right. Burrito. Milos uh, Forman, of uh, most notably to me, anyway, uh, Cuckoo's Nest fame. Yeah. What else has he done? Uh, one of the Evan? movies. Well, uh, well, he did, I think he did Man on the Moon. Oh, Man on the Moon. The I like Coffin. that movie. I like it. I saw that. Okay. It's a good movie. Um, he d- I mean, I could Google, and I'm sure there's a lot of solid films, but I just know him for Amadeus and One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Now, I got to tell you, rewatching Amadeus, yep. I, I, it's definitely a five-star movie. Okay. However, it's, I, I still like Cuckoo's Nest a little more, and that's oh, also yeah. a five-star movie. Cuckoo's Nest is one oh, of my, it's one of my first favorite movies. It's a stone-cold, great the cuckoo's this is just moving it, film that might be flawless yeah and yeah. And, and amadeus so it, many stars in that fucking movie oh yeah oh well amadeus is a it's, it's a sorry it's a great movie uh not you know it's fictionalized it's not 
It's not a historical document. Yeah, they took some very interesting liberties with it, of course. And Salieri was an assassin, you know. I'm also reading some things. uh, I'm reading a Mozart biography now as it it happens. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of the things are kind of contested that aren't the fault of Milos Forman or anyone that that were kind of accepted. And now people, "Eh, I'm not really sure if some of that was true. The mythology, yeah. That he died broke, for instance. Right, right, right. Um, is yeah. one and also like even his behavior a lot of it's kind of based on the way he was originally as a youngster accepted by the courts he would do things like jump into a queen's lap right, and right. kiss her and some of them were like ask her to, ask get her off to marry me. her that kind yeah of and it's like and that gets extrapolated to like the guy's farting in the face of a, the Pope mm, actually a lot of that is based on like the letters he actually wrote he was famous for scatological humor, humor yeah. but the letters also his reveal that so were his parents and so uh, yeah. that's it's it, it, the, the, this biographer attributes it to kind of a German sensibility, which just scatologically makes sense. But it's also like that that's they would do that between themselves and letters, but never would actually do that in a court. Okay, sure. It's just one of those things where yeah. you got to, you got to. But I don't you, fault anyone for it. No, no, I, because it makes it makes it more interesting. My favorite story about the whole thing yep. is like not in the movie, but it's like like Margaret Thatcher getting into a, nearly a fist fight with <laughs> with Milos Forman because he's like he would never have acted in that manner. You I'd know, love like, to, I'd did, love to see that. Margaret he would Thatcher never. He would like that's down. just not a possibility for I, a genius that subtle. He would never have been into poop Thatcher. Charts. Might have been a brilliant politician, but what a she's kind of a Twad. Am I yeah, wrong? I will oh, go yeah. with that. Yeah, without the C word, we're, t- we're, the, we're pulling the way that she out, dismissed yeah. the lower class, and yeah. Um, well, that I get, but I don't mm. know her as well as Reagan, but um, it's kind of the, the same thing, really. Can we? So about Amadeus, can we talk about the fact that it's adapted mm-hmm. from a stage play? Right. Mm-hmm. There are many movies I've seen that are based on a stage play, and you can tell. Yep. Like you watch Barefoot in the Park, Twelve Angry like, Men, oh, yeah. Barefoot in the one. Park. They at the beginning and at the end, they finally get out of that fucking apartment, and it's like, yeah. ooh, some location shooting to, right. to Jersey, the weird uh, yeah. hidden uh, restaurant in Jersey. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, you watch Amadeus, and mm-hmm. it's cinematic. If I didn't mm-hmm. know it was based on a play, yeah. I wouldn't have known. Like, yeah. Well, but that being said, I'm pretty sure it was like kind of an over the top Broadway play, like a very serious. Play. Yeah, but the way the camera work yeah. and the mm-hmm. how they they probably I think he deliberately did that. Like, I think yeah. that was a choice of the director. Oh, well, even the the messenger of death is the who rides through every twenty seconds in the, right, the, the latter half of the movie. The party with the fucking unicorn head and all that. Yeah, kind of stuff. yeah. I really love this movie. I'd never seen it before. Before this. Oh, better late than never, man. Yeah, I, I <laughs> that's our fun. mantra. Better late than I never. I thought it was a very it fun is. movie, I and I think it. it was like really well written, really well acted, really well put together. Yeah. I love Salieri, just watching him rage. Yeah, Mary Abraham. I got to tell you, if I could weigh in early on this, uh, F. Mary Abraham, to me, he's the whole movie. I yeah. love him. I love his character. Yeah. And the rest of the movie, I, uh, I can't put my finger on it. The, the cinematography is, it's well done. It's a little foggy, but it's, it's well done. Tom Hulse is great. Mm-hmm. Um I can't put my finger on it, but it just, other than the FR Abraham, it just has no juice. It just feels kind of I'm, dead I'm to me. I'm going to say this. It's juicy to me. I'm going to say this because because I think I get what you're talking about yeah. there. Because we're we're a couple of dour old twats ourselves. We're a couple of what? A couple of dour old cunts ourselves. Dour old? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. But I'm just saying, like, Salieri appealed to me as a character. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he's a, interesting. He was for far sure. more the interesting character. No, I think people who love the movie would would also say he's one of the highlights. I think so. Oh, yeah. I, I think, think he so. got an Absolutely. Oscar and, for and it, didn't he? I think Holt does a really good job. Holt. 
Holtz, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think he did a really good job. I really yeah. like. No, my favorite did. is that with the woman who played uh, Mozart's wife. Mm-hmm. You know, that was originally supposed to be Meg Tilly. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a fucking dream. Oh. Yeah, I mean, but I don't know about the, the act. She's the one that is it Meg? Who's the one that Jennifer is? Oh, Jennifer's like <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> had a longer career than Meg. I but. think she's still doing it. Yeah, she's a lunatic. Ooh, that yeah. Voice. yeah, but um, but okay. Jennifer. Oh my god, Mama, Mama Mia. Okay. Anyways, um, I thought that would have been really interesting to see her in that role. Oh, what about the child molesting guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Jeffrey Off, Jones, who plays the? Uh, ah, that's so. It's so weird to see him. In, so weird to see him in anything that's I not. Roller old bones in here. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I was like, I forgot that Cynthia Nixon was in this movie. I was like, what does she shit. play? She's the 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 maid who's hired to spy on him. Oh. The young maid. She was in Sex in the City later. Oh yeah. She's in War Game. I think War Games. No, no, the one with the nuke. She's also, by the way... War games. No, what was the one where the kid steals as... The Philadelphia... The kid steals his dad's nuke? The Manhattan Project? Do you remember that nuke. 80s movie? <laughs> the, I didn't make this among movie. Among the Playboy. Dad? <laughs> my shit. Have you seen Holy my shit, I, thought, I thought I kept guns in the house. <laughs> There's a snook in your sis. Yeah, the Manhattan Project snook, in the 80s. There's a snook in your sis. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sorry. anyway, I was surprised at that. I was... You know, I, here's the thing. I Tom Hulse is really good in this role. Yeah, yeah I agree. There's something about him, though, that I can't put my finger on. And I'm curious because Mark Hamill apparently killed it on... And I'm curious what... Killed what? He killed it as Amadeus on stage. It was Tim Curry and Mark Hamill. And by all accounts, everybody said he... Milos did not want to hire him because he was associated with Star Wars. He didn't want that baggage. Poor guy got... That might have sold a lot of tickets. That's, That's right. Uh, Luke certainly Skywalker more than as Mozart. Certainly more than Corvette Summer. You know, with Mark. Oh, Hamill. that is a bad fun movie, though. It is. It's yeah. a guilty pleasure. Yeah. A guilty no, but pleasure. I'm so I'm curious. It what should have been like Pacer? You know, July. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Pacer Autumn. But the, the girl who did uh, replace me, Tilly. Um, yeah, she was. She name? was great. She was. She was fine. in the Fun House, a horror film before that, but. I gotta say, we—I assume we all watched the director's cut that streamed. <laughs> because why would you assume that? Hold on, watch the finger go up. Yes, uh, and so did I. And I got—I <laughs> think it's the only one available. But. Okay. They re—they added a scene where basically Solari tries. To, he calls her. She calls his bluff. He tries to be like, "Oh yeah, you know." Oh, sleep that's with me. a great scene. Yeah. Her rack was very impressive. I I gotta say that was uh, not to get pervy here. Sure, uh, blame it on Amadeus. I'm so, but, uh, I'm so on mad. Amadeus. That I'm was so put, mad. I didn't see that movie in the '80s. I would have loved that scene. Well, they cut that out in the '80s. That was the um, that's this is the R-rated director's cut. I guess even though nasty bosoms. The movie was originally rated PG in the '80s. The original cut, you still see that guy's wiener at the beginning in the mental institute. Sure. Back when you could show dicks in a PG movie, what a what a time to be alive! Oh my god, it's such a such a magical time. Yeah, a magical fleshy time. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I get I don't hate Turgid the movie. With I even sort of like it, but it just I, in terms of that difference we talk about between like a great movie and one you enjoy. I'll buy on. I'll I'll buy on to the fact that it's a great movie, but I don't I didn't find it that entertaining mm. or interesting wow. even. It had a great soundtrack. Yeah. I mean, who who did who the soundtrack? The, who did the soundtrack? <laughs> yeah, you know, I got Wolfie say, did, buddy. Just for fun, I actually went on Spotify and looked up Saliri and uh-huh. started listening to his music. Yeah. I was like, was it really as mid 
Is it? And it's fine. It's yeah. fine. Classical no, he was music. A very respected. Mm. But was nothing like that movie portrays him. Right. It was totally like incompetent. Yeah. First off, he barely knew Mozart. I mean, they knew each other. He was at his funeral. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That, yeah. But yeah. I gotta say, like, but Liz, you gotta pick a protagonist, right? Yeah. You gotta pick somebody to to build the movie around. But it, it's interesting listening to Slurry for a little bit on Spotify, and I'm like, this is great, fine classical music, but yeah. it doesn't like have that you know beethoven and mozart those guys are like the led zeppelin of sure back it out by the way i don't like mozart's music as a rule mm. i don't like as it as rule, much I find as beethoven him, i know beethoven is much much better to me beethoven's because you know I, I don't i don't i couldn't well i can't tell you why because it's just it's very much it's a lot of the same thing it's 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 brilliant but it doesn't have emotion the way Beethoven does. Beethoven's wig was very big. Now, have you seen... Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> have you seen Immortal Beloved, where Gary Oldman yeah, played? Yeah, I haven't seen that it's a, it's a snooze fest. You're really? about to say that, right? No, I oh. It's. I, I don't sorry. like it as much as Found Amadeus, but it's a little more historically accurate than <sighs> Amadeus. So. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have to say that... I love Immortal case, Beloved. I, I did love uh, Marriage of Figaro. I've seen that on. I've seen that live a couple of times. Oh. A couple of times. Sorry, dude. No, no, no. That's yeah. It's great. Okay. Figaro is a brilliant. Uh, is a brilliant. It's great. The, the, yeah. Anyways, but this is kind of. I mean, if, I feel like the point's being proven a little bit here, and that like it's your well, point. <laughs> there's not much to say about this movie. It's like it's hard to dig into it once you. It's. It's, you know what it, I mean? It's interesting the choices. Like, so it's set mostly in like what France and Italy and Germany, Austria, right? Austria. Yeah. All the actors have i noticed it this time they all have american accents like they're either american actors or like yeah. simon cowell is a british actor mm-hmm. and he in the movie he has like this middle atlantic oh that's so that must have been a choice to but they people do yeah i know sure. they do it with british Usually accents they, yeah. they just go if it's german whatever just put a british get everyone a british, do british get it's, malcolm it's mcdowell a, it's yeah. a convention that i think is just accepted now but they could have done that here because salieri is he's what french no he's italian so they could have given him a different accent or something like that i think you're mm-hmm. right i think it's an interesting thing mm-hmm. they definitely yeah they definitely really wanted to play it forward to the american audience for sure uh-huh. probably I, it's it's a choice also like um the stage productions in the film mm-hmm. clearly those are probably more technically accomplished than what they could actually do in the 1700s but that's intentional is uh, to have like i mean oh yeah i mean at what point you gotta who would complain with, you know don giovanni that production in the movie it's as elaborate as like roger waters pink floyd's the wall you know that stage mm-hmm. production if you've mm-hmm. seen it in, uh, I got to say this though. I'm, I'm kind of I'm with you to a certain. I think it's one of the better movies from 1984 as far as like actual movies go. Yeah. But there's a lot that they're paying a lot of lip service to. Oh, look how weird and decadent the uh, 18th century, mm-hmm. yeah, 18th century Germany was, you know, yeah, Vienna yeah. was. And I'm like, yeah, I, I find it disturbing. Like running around with a unicorn head and like, getting, you know, I think it's meant to be, yeah. Kenny it's, fucking, Baker. it's fucked up. But what's wrong with those fucking people? The dwarf on the Hard horse is, is Kenny Baker, who was in the R2-D2. You're kidding oh, me. That's R2-D2? Oh. Yeah, that's Kenny I was wondering Baker. why he went, beep, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, he does in that. German, though. He does that on a lady downstairs in a <laughs> beep, deleted beep, scene. Beep, 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 no. Oh, man. But it's... um. <laughs> He yeah. couldn't help with the downstairs part, though. No, that's it true. It wasn't his call. Yeah. I, it is, I, I can see what you're where you're coming from, Joseph, in that, like, it's... A five-star movie, but it's not one that I re- I revisit maybe every ten five years. Not as much as Barry Lyndon. Like Barry Lyndon, I never yep. get tired of that oh, yeah. movie. That's a great movie, yeah. And it's 
what's interesting on the cinematography point is that yeah. Kubrick famously used lenses developed by NASA to shoot everything by candlelight. Mm-hmm. And you can tell in Including this the film... Moon land, the, the fake moon, moon landing. landing. Oh, God. Good point. Oh, God. You, how could you bring up that point and we not do that? Dark side right of the moon. Speaking of Capricorn one, well... Floydian slip. I gotta say, Kubrick uh, really cheaped out when he did the moon in 2001 compared to that NASA footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's like... That conspiracy there. <laughs> so when you get to... Once you reach, reach hour four of this podcast, oh, you're really gonna get it. All these moon hoaxers are gonna be coming at me. Yep. So, um, But what's interesting is you watch Amadeus, you can tell that they didn't light by candlelight, but they tried to make it look like that. Like there's yeah, yeah, candles in the scene. And Vaseline lens subtle like and it's it's great and unlike like a movie like ridley scott's napoleon that i just watched where everything's shot through this dark filter it's like all right lincoln back when they could light movies and they were lit to be seen on a drive they lit a movie with (laughs) and that's why you are on our podcast that's right that's why we talk about old movies because they're easy on the eyes like like me like Like that that girl's rack in the film (laughs) yeah Bippity boppities. Bippity boppity. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, so Amadeus, that's, that's kind of all I have to say about it. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. We more about it. 2010 than we did Amadeus. Than you yeah. do. <laughs> right. I like this. I, I thought it was a great movie. I'm, so, mm-hmm. I'm sorry I hadn't seen it before. I had a, I think, honestly, what happened was it came out, didn't really catch it. Yeah. Rock Me Amadeus. Sure. That fucking song came out. I hated yeah. it so goddamn <laughs> much. Right. I think that turned me off. And I think I was, I was literally under the impression that was from this movie. Yeah. So glad to find out that was not true. Yeah, but um, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's a good movie. I, I I should have seen it at the time. But no, oh well. better late than never. It's a solid movie. I mean, at least we you know we we enjoyed it. Yeah, like fearless. Uh, like fearless enjoyers of things it's the yeah it's the parallel to the last podcast you're right you guys both like fearless i didn't we're simpatico but this one i don't i don't have i'm not as hard on this one i i i can't (laughs) i can't speak out against it cogently i just there's something about it just didn't have enough energy or something that's what i hear about uh, there's another oscar winning film from that era chariots of fire which i've never watched all the way through yeah yeah i've never seen it i hear people say you know the the soundtrack by vangelis is great Mm -hmm. it's famous but a lot of people say when they watch it now it's just not a very compelling film it's it's but i'd say the same category like yeah it's fine i got nothing against it it's well made i just maybe should have won best picture i don't know Uh, well let's see 81 against reds insanity oh man reds is insanity Uh, my favorite is the uh the the follow-up to that red hots little cinnamon candies that's good. That's right. I hate cinnamon candy. I do you really? Yeah, I will die. Now on let's talk ten minutes about cinnamon candy. <laughs> when someone, I love it. Our ADD and this man's OCD are beautiful. Brilliant. Sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate. So- yeah, I like a good red hot. Frankly, I don't like a Boston baked. I bean. like. I like spicy food. I just don't like spice in my candy. I don't know. I'm, yeah. Okay, well, fair I, enough. You wouldn't have done well in Aztec. Well, so, uh, it's a good Amadeus Mexico. comment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amadeus. I think we're ramping up Amadeus. Amadeus. I thought it was, thought it was great. What, do you, what are your thoughts? Oh, I think thoughts? it's great. But, but I, I want to give it some time the next time I watch Tom it. Tom and I come from a four-star uh, sort of... Uh, lineage and you come up from a five star no one's right no one's wrong letterboxd has when i say five stars. when i say four when i say four star that's four star that's out as of, high as that's as high four. as you can get we get ours from leonard malton and i would definitely give mm. this a three star out of four mm. for me I, oh. and it's it's good no well, that's what i'm yeah, saying it's, it's not i don't hate it it's just like I, i'm not it's not everything i think it should be 
This has that quality of being a movie you can watch with almost anybody. You can take a woman on a date for this one. Mm-hmm. It's not a challenging movie. Visually, it's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to go three dialogue. and a half stars. Three and a half? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it, well. I'll give it 27 stars. I guess. <laughs> it's a new system. Now I'm, I'm see, Letterboxd uses the five Oh, Letterboxd. Why don't you blow yeah, Letterboxd already? Yeah, it. be amazed. Are they paying you? System. Why do you? That's so why you have that Letterboxd how many, t-shirt on. How many, how many uh, <laughs> Mozart wife's boobies does this movie get? Yes. I yes. would give it four and a half out of five Boobies? Boobies. Okay. <laughs> Which is, that, that includes the three boobs from Total Recall to make Is that, that the uh, breast you can do? Right. <laughs> Let's. Uh, Tits all over for me. Wow. Oh, oh not bad. <laughs> I'm going to kick you right in the areola. That's not. <laughs> well, you got the word areola. Yeah, that That's <laughs> areola. Tortured to get that word in. Isn't that that, that airplane Howard Hughes invented? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you for saving us, buddy. I just <laughs> you made me look like a genius. Even I like, was disappointed in my pun. Yeah, all right, well, that went right in the nipple. That to me, Red Dawn. I mean, uh, first of all, I th- I went with Chris Fisher, seventh grade. I'm saying, Chris, how's he doing? Hey. <laughs> He hung himself. Okay. Um, no, he didn't. Uh, sorry, During the movie. Sorry, I thought he was worth saying. Um, I think it was the first PG-13 movie ever. I'm pretty sure it was. Mm-hmm. I felt kind of like, ooh, right. this is interesting it's, territory. It's the first released PG-13. Oh, yeah. The first movie that you got, got me. It, you the, got me. Uh, hold the, on. The, I'm going gonna, gonna to pull my dick out for this. Yeah, one. first release. The early first, release by Tom. The first movie that was rated PG-13 <laughs> yeah. but sat on the shelves for a few months is The Flamingo Kid with Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon, yeah. Which nobody oh, so talks about. so much better, yeah. Mm. Oh, not even close, but they both have colors in them. Anyway, yeah. Red Dawn, I tell you, from the beginning, the goddamn Russians perishing, the, the, the high school teacher. Memorable. What, what, what is that? Ah, oh, the Ruskies are coming. It's it released in the middle of uh, Tear Down That Wall, Mr. Gorbachev. We were, we were, oh, God, we, it was so perfect. It's so Reagan easy to over, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, I, it's so easy to overlook the fact that the, the fundamental premise is ridiculous. But I feel unashamed but, yeah. about loving this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love this movie, unashamed. too. Such a good movie. It's so Just good. Just fun. It, and again, it yeah. follows the same thing that 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 thing we I've I've been talking about a couple of times, and I think we all have been yep. teenagers beating the shit out of adults, kids. Fair enough, defeating fair enough. adults, but it's ultimately like, in the in under pressure, realizing the value of their the father, way. for instance, Harrodin Staten. Avenge me, Avenge boys! Me. Oh, it's so <laughs> the, good, and the, the worst Staten. American fever dream ever captured it's, on a movie. It speaks to something that I think males go through in this, uh, maybe this is this, this culture, but it's the idea like there's something romantic about the idea that you'll have to head for the hills and, and survive. I maintain that war movies are like how women love like murder. Uh, yeah, murder podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men love war movies for kind of the same reason. Because you wish you it's could do the, it. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you're, you're fascinated by it because it's maybe the worst thing that can happen to you. And maybe the, you know, it's just, it's just, it's a gender specific uh, sort of occurrence, maybe culturally speaking, for yeah. us. Yeah, uh, and so that's why I think we're 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 as much into that as women are into fucking murder, um, you know, true crime stories. Because they, they go into that store. I mean, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, there, but they go to that that uh, sporting goods store to like su- get supplies, they grab supplies. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and every time I see it, no, what would I get? Arrows, forget it. I can't use it. Like, what would I get to know? How would I get to start a fire? Right. I mean, it, I'm, I'm really engaged by this How do you movie. break apart and clean an AK-47? <laughs> well, that's true, too. Yeah. How would you even know that? How do you... 
I, I learned from this movie that if you... Piss into a radiator. Yep. Yep. That's a big scene. Well, this was written and Finally, directed... Finally, my wiener came in handy. Yeah. This is, this is written and directed by John Millius. Try that as a girl. Who came off of Conan the Barbarian. And before that, he... Another uh, great movie. He did Big Wednesday, which I haven't seen, but I hear is really good. Mm. But he... You notice... John Ortega. You notice, uh, uh, you know, John Goodman's based off him in uh, The Big Lebowski. He's this gun... He yeah, literally, he's a lunatic. Yeah. He would literally <laughs> have them pay him in guns. In What, what movie is this? John Milius. The director. Oh, okay. And he, he's a student of history. So a lot of the stuff in the movie, Red Dawn, he said he took from stories from World War II. Uh-huh. And it, what's funny is, now you guys probably remember... Sure. World War, when, World War II. Yeah. No, you guys World remember... Jazz was in the air. You remember when Red Dawn came out. I don't, because I was two. But there was uh, like... Uh, we remember when you came out. That's right. Yes, you were there. We said, put it back. At, in Merced, yeah. Uh, all right. Sorry. So, what I remember hearing at the time that like all these critics slammed the movie just for its politics. Was that true it. at the time? I can time? see it. See, here I'm having the I opposite. No, because I was right in the middle of that fucking mindset at that time. In yeah, me mid- too. So was I, I was like, yeah. fuck the commies. Yeah, well, it's subversive. Black people talk a lot. You know, I mean, it was not a good person. The kids. <laughs> was yeah. 14. The kids are like insurgents. They're basically the insurgents in Afghanistan, you know, when the Soviets... Wow, the they kids were, they were are like heroes. They were heroes. Wait, talk more about that. What do you mean? They're well, they like are insurgents. insurgents. They, I heard that in Afghanistan, they loved the movie Red Dawn because mm-hmm. they pictured them as those kids mm-hmm. and the Americans instead of the Soviets. Um, mm-hmm. They used a lot of the same tactics. Um and in the movie, like everybody says, oh, Red Dawn's just a right winger's wet dream, yada yada. It's all pro rah rah. It's like they, sure? it gets into the weeds. I mean, that scene where where Patrick Swayze has to execute those two kids. Oh and, yeah, and Charlie Sheen as his brother, which is right. like his first movie. Winner, and winner, chicken dinner. Those, Sheen dinner, dude. Those two. I mean, Sheen is a garbage person in real life, but his performance, mm-hmm. his his. I was really moved. side conversation. I was really moved by his relationship with Swayze as them as brothers. Like they don't look like each other, but you you buy. He did a really yeah. good job on that. I, can't, I thought I, everyone. Yeah, I see Thomas Howell. I could give less of a shit about. It. He did a great job. Ron O'Neill from Jennifer friggin's, Gray. Oh, Jennifer Gray. Now, by the way, this is a friggin' Leah Thompson. Jennifer Gray. You got this Powers is all pre nose job. Mm-hmm. You got mm-hmm. Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. You got Red Dawn. Obviously, earlier. Nobody puts baby into a Soviet occupation. <laughs> not bad you got uh, and and uh, Ferris Bueller and she dated uh, Matthew Broderick yeah. and was the one I believe who caused the accident in Ireland vis-a-vis oh God, Jesus. you see what I'm saying vis-a-vis the point well, well, having it, she was giving them blowjob. And, she and was he, giving them roadhead, allegedly. They're yeah. like, what were they doing that would cause him to get distracted and hit those two ladies? That yeah. would fucking distract me a lot. Mm-hmm. And then she, what's funny is there's a lot of actresses that would get minor nose jobs, yeah. and they didn't look that much different. But yeah. her nose job just took all the Jewish, the Jewish beauty out of her face, and it's and made she, her wasp. All her character is, yeah. I don't like the lady. Nose no, jobs. she even she even admitted it no. hurt. It killed her career because. It did. People didn't recognize her right away, and right. she she says it's the great regret of her life. She got rid of that uh, cute more nose. than a blowing Broderick into two oh. ladies. Oh yeah, <laughs> she pulled a garp. Yeah, you know how delicious that men's semen is. 
Uh, um, pineapple juice. <laughs> but it, I, apparently her and Swayze did not get along on the set of no, Red they hated Dawn. each other. Yeah. I didn't know that. But, but by Footloose, you know, they decided to... Uh, by I, Footloose? No, you mean uh, Dirty oh, I Dancing. Mean Dirty Dance. By Dirty Dancing. I thought they didn't get along in Dirty Dancing either. No, no, they didn't get along in Red Dawn, but by Dirty Dancing, they, they well, made I didn't even, a... I didn't, that didn't even occur to me that the pairing... Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah okay, good, yeah. good. It's, anyway, so Red Dawn. <laughs> dude, I forgot Ben Johnson is in this movie. He's great in this movie. Yeah. Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. Yeah, good rice. And um, what friggin' Ron O'Neill from Superfly, like, uh, as yeah. the Cuban. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Which he has that great, you know, change of heart at the end. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah, that was right. powerful. It's like, yeah. this movie's so Tommy's dismissed. can regret as being cheesy and you wa- and I watched it now and I'm like wow this holds up better than I thought yeah. I, I will take there all, is a little bit of heart in this all movie. the Velveeta yeah. in this movie there's one scene that I feel like I would have snip 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 and that's where they kill the deer it's like you drink the blood of the heart the yeah. it's like ah right already but other bad. than that yeah other than that, I love. If they'd have done that to like a, to a commie, uh, that would have been. That's right. right. I mean, there's spray like painting. Fucking heart of a communist because it's really small. Yeah, they're a little. I mean, they're a little uh, full of themselves. By the way, they're spray painting Wolverines. She's blowing up a bank at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, It's just everything about this movie's fun. It's tear jerking when oh. Oh, what's his name? They're like execute all the parents in the town and, and right. throw them in the ditch. All... God bless America. <laughs> and they're all it. multi-ethnic. It's like that one guy's papa, you know, his... Um... <laughs> yeah, <they> <laughs> <got> <laughs> It's not just a bunch of you know all American, all these super white looking. Let's anyway, talk about yeah. the the actor who may be still this movie. That's it. Very close to it, the That's Colonel. It. I can't remember the actor's the name. Colonel, but I love that fucking William guy. Smith. Is it Powers Booth? Oh, Powers Booth. Yes, he's fucking great in that. He's, yeah, and they cut they cut a, a, a love, love scene between him and Leah Thompson. Really? Wow. Well, that's Leah Thompson. Is the other one? Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't even recognize that. Ah, love the Leah Thompson. Well, Leah Thompson said there's actually so Leah. The reason she agreed to do the movie is because there's a scene where she she knows they're probably going to die soon, so yep. she asked the colonel to take her virginity. Oh, they happens said, in Hotel New Hampshire, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Rusty tromboning the colonel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they said they said that it was. Uh, she said it was a very well written scene. You don't. Oh, it, but that the test audience didn't like the age gap, obviously between mm. these two. It's no blame it on Rio Joe. Uh, I was going to make a gap joke, but yours is better. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, watching so. it now, there's also, you can tell they cut out a lot of scenes. Like, I'm guessing oh, yeah, yeah. Milius intended to be a three hour. Oh, the fucking epic. Ridley, like the Ridley Scott director's cut of Red Tawn. Fuck <laughs> what I would give to see that. Ridley yeah. Scott steps in and re edits it. Yeah. Ah, I think, like Blame It on Rio, though, it's like I stand by this movie no matter what. I mean, of course, you look back and it's like, oh, this fucking mid 80s anti Russia. No. I get it, but it's sort of like. It, the, the goodness of the movie overcomes time and place, the stupidity. I was of the, there when that movie came yes, out. Yes, we were there. Eighties was a crazy time. Ah, let me tell you. Yeah. No, jazz was in the air. Uh, I did. <laughs> I, Herbie Hancock's. <laughs> I did. I did first see the movie in the eighties. I think I saw it in like eighty-seven or eighty-eight. We were either watching the tape or on cable, and uh-huh. I'll never. I didn't. I was too young to understand the Cold War until after it. You know, till after the 1991, but yeah, this movie might have caused that. At the time, just seeing those paratroopers come and land on ah. the football field and blowing them away. Something else that's made a recent comeback. Yeah, no, I heard in Ukraine they spray painted Wolverines. I'm on thinking a, on Israel, Russian. Oh yeah, no, it's crazy, and it's um, 
speaking of, we were talking about PG thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we were. Even for a eighties PG thirteen, how the hell did this not get an R? People get blown. Kids get blown away. Oh, in this it was movie. the eighties, my friend. We were no, okay I, with it, just think, because there was no titties. I think that's were, actually something we still do. Perfect. It's the arc of of our of the censor the censorship arc in America is like you can blow people yeah. up and it's fine, and but if they have any but, kind of romantic I, sex, I it's think, not fine. Yeah. I think the other thing too is if you look at like if you try to spot the consistency across that kind of thing yeah yep. you're kind of begging yeah <laughs> that's right it's go gonna back be to, what uh, it, yeah the dick shot in amadeus going back yeah. to that uh, let's always go back to that yeah it's it's just crazy because somebody said that the the bean count people actually counted it they said that technically red dawn has way more violence than like rambo first blood 2 which is rated r mm. it's like oh mm. yeah well, rambo first blood 2 it is yeah. equally car i mean even more cartoonish and, and less gratuitous in a way i mean it's just like yeah. abstract blowing up a building with a 22 for however that happens but mm-hmm. yeah i like the one where they shoot the guy in the park with the arrow and <laughs> he takes yeah. forever to die that's fucking that was there's a, there's some really good difficult moments in this movie. It's kind of yeah, hard. It does have a heart. heart. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It is. Yeah, and it's it's like have a heart. and it's not. It, it doesn't have a, a typical Hollywood ending. It's like yeah, two mm-hmm. kids, Leah Thompson, and that other kid, they get out to the demilitarized zone or whatever. But it's like so many people die, and it just you fight dragons. It, it's that thing of you fight dragons, you become the dragons, which is mm-hmm. what happens to those kids, Rawr. to the Wolverines. And I guess that that mm-hmm. happened in World War II, where they left a truck with food because they knew the insurgents were were starving or whatever, and that's how they got them. You yeah, know? let's that, we're gonna follow. We're gonna do come and see one of these days. Oh, you know oh, another fucking wait. Uh, you know spend. another thing I like. <laughs> I'm as a dreading kid it. Is uh, Elon Clement? <coughs> the other thing I loved as a kid is um, the idea that you're um, you know in the mountains or whatever but it's like yeah. this is this is radio free iowa you know the mm-hmm. one free channel that you somehow get yeah. if you're lucky like and, the french right. resistance all your dreams yeah. about as a kid i'm gonna go fuck mom and dad i'm gonna go live in the woods you know like it's that's all i'm in there too the crane uh, yeah, I get is you. in the table yeah. oh boy maybe the it's just me <laughs> <laughs> you know when your mother used to beat you before she sexually assaulted you uh, how about that scene wish. where but that scene where Swayze pushes the the class president through the fire. I mean, that was a really good little stunt. Yeah, they did. A little I, ramp up the roadhouse. I know. Yeah, I mean, Swayze. What's funny is be that's, nice until it's time to. They let that out of that movie. Pain don't now is Swayze. We see at the beginning that he drops off Charlie Sheen, another kid at high school. At high school Swayze's yeah. out of high school, right? But he's yeah. supposed to be like nineteen or twenty. Swayze was like thirty. At the time, that makes 32. sense. Right. He's a good-looking guy. Well, that he, haircut I never he got, fucking, but he was evergreen, my friend. Swayze was yeah. man. We didn't know how good we had it with with Swayze. Well, I don't know if you saw a little ne- too far there. Oh yeah, come on, next of kin. I'm sorry, that fucking no, but that I mean, does a Roadhouse lot. is a yeah, masterpiece. And point filmed break. in my hometown, by the way, partially. Yeah, yeah but really, but I'm saying like like Patrick was, Swayze was like such a awesome next cinema presence like that one i can't go i mean look roadhouse really? is another one where it's like i could not as sit through roadhouse again i mean what? it's you not can't a good watch movie. it ironically i know it's not a good i movie. don't watch just roll your eyes way, a bunch. But... Yeah, come on. roadhouse is like showgirls <laughs> like Eagles and no the same thing I, I put it in the same cat i mean showgirls showgirls is much worse than roadhouse but you they're can't both enjoy like... it on ironic i don't i don't waste my time why would i do that this hold is on, so hold on, hold on, this is horrible <laughs> I enjoy that. Actually. See, yeah, that's that's the difference. Okay. I I love a good bad movie. No, this is an age old conversation. Yeah, that's, point, that's point break, practically I think. the basis. Point Break's not a good movie either. 
Oh, well, it's, it's, it's a good a movie. movie. Point Break's a good movie. Catherine Bigelow it's in her prime. Movie. Is it a great, do you like it? Do you actually like it? I kind of love that movie. Yeah. It I, I, I don't know that I could. Again, it was a movie I saw for no reason that I, I don't know that I could defend it, but it fucking still tickles. It, me. it has the perfect. It's cheesy and badass at the same time, which is my favorite. Point, point Break the or, problem, or Point Break. But the biggest problem um, for me with both of these movies is mm-hmm. how much they've been taken up by the meta crowd. Well, that's you guys in a way. No, like it's I so like, bad. I it's like good. the movie without the meta. I'm I not, roast not bad movies that I used. Well, I used to. Yeah, my Savage Cinema roast, but um, mm. it's just fun to like put on something like that and have some you know beers with some people and just yeah, crack wise. Not my cup of tea, but he you guys drink have beer it. either. There's no fun in this guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The least fun person ever. That's true. Now I, you're onto something. <laughs> you watch Plan Nine from Outer Space, and you're like, man, this is bad writing. It's this not that. Not... It's just this is not enjoyable to be. It's mm. it's like, you know, you, you uh, the guy punched me in the face, but I loved it ironically. No, it's just bad. Bad is just I, I, bad. I have a why, couple. Why film, make bad good? I don't. I have a couple film that. buff friends that are that oh, are on God, the same that's page. Another two hours. hours Seventy three of this fucking podcast. <laughs> okay, we gotta go. <laughs> well, it's funny is that there's some people who say Red Dawn is a good bad movie, and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, it's a good good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a. I, I love the. Movie. I don't know if it's a good movie, but I love the movie. Yeah. Like, for sure. Let me ask you this. Okay, Please just listen. Ask Maybe away. we can go out on this one. I let's go out. Let's try. All right. Did you see the remake? No. God, Hell no. I it did. just doesn't feel like something I want to see. I was so mad. I was mad when I turned it on. Yeah. Mad when I turned it off. You know, it was, I knew I'd get mad. So I, I love chose Chris not. Hemsworth. I like to watch things with sure. him in it, but no. Any. Yeah. I, I, even when it was announced that they were making Red Dawn, I was like, "What? that's a relic of the Cold War. How are you going to... And so, welcome to being. You're finally getting a little old because yeah. that's exactly how you go. Well, that was just made we're gonna 40 re- years ago when I was a kid. Bullet, dude. yeah. And it's oh it's insane God. because they're like, oh, oh wrong. this time China invades the U.S. And then the, after they film, they're like, oh wait, China helped co-finance this film. No. So they Korea. they invade the U.S. and then an hour later it to like North Korea. Yeah. Or yeah, which is ridiculous. They, they can, don't have cars. They can't feed their own. They're gonna people. get here. Yeah. Well, I don't think you drive over here, Tom. Yeah, well, yeah, because that's the best thing. They they don't even have cars. They don't have the other stuff, too, Joseph. Oh, by implication. I I miss the implication. It was subtle. Subtle. All right, guys, I've enjoyed this so much. I think we're well over two hours here, frankly. Fuck. I think this might be just our longest podcast, for sure. It's the Yeah, it's our... um, Pentultimate? But yeah, fine. Maybe you should split it into two halves. Ooh, no. All right. What are you, you, Twilight? Jesus. No, I'm A couple of other movies I could have done that with, but eh, Twilight seemed okay. Yeah, it was the worst choice. But Breaking Red Dawn, part two. Yeah. Okay. Electric we're, Boogaloo. Yeah, all right. Love you guys. All right. Catch you later. Don't love thanks you, a lot, but, Evan. But thanks, thank you. Thanks for the appetizers. Thanks for having. Yeah. And and the delicious breakfast hammies and, and the coffee. And the coffee. All yes. right. Breakfast all right. hammies. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.